Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage, joined not always, but occasionally by my good friend, the stuffed badger, Badgie. Hey, Badgie. For folks in the know. Hey, Badgie's back. I am at my father-in-law's lake house where he has a taxidermy badger slash cane holder who made an appearance in Church Names Now, Volume 14. He's now the official mascot. For sure. For sure. Yes. And the other voices you hear are Mr. TJ Smith. Hey, Kylan. How's it going? <laughs> Is that your badger voice? Kylan. Well, I'm just feeling a little Are you feeling under the weather. Oh, oh is it that southern weather, there, TJ? Getting to you? Yeah. It's yeah. got to me. That makes yeah, sense. Southern weather in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> southern Portland weather. <laughs> Uh, so we totally also have beautiful so producer Josh Olson. Hey, I'll say I'm in Fort Worth and enjoying the recent change in the southern weather that has happened. Mm. I, I am nice. too. And guys, we we have a guest this week. If his connection continues to be relatively stable, we have Tanner <laughs> Evans. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you just said my name. I don't know. I did. The internet <laughs> is the internet. The internet is wild. It is so. Tanner. That's what the W stand for. The World Wild Web. <laughs> World Wild. The web. Wild Wild Web. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Already off the rails. Tanner, thank you so much for being hey. on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. To give a little bit of context, people that have listened to the show know that that we all play music, and mm-hmm. Tanner, before, well, I don't know when did you. Tanner was in my band. In high school and college, yeah, you were you were my bassist for a hot second. Poet. I was, I for Josh, was real he, hot. Was, was Tanner before you or after you? He was before. He was before. Yeah, but then okay, so Tanner, you were I'm in Tanner Arkansas, 2.0. and then I moved yes. to Dallas, and Josh was my bassist, and then you moved to Austin, and I was I was like Josh, sorry, no longer my bassist. Uh, I'm gonna kick you over to guitar because I got this guy that can play bass. It happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we played a couple up in the Dallas area. Yeah, Josh. Josh was on guitar, and I, uh, I played, I played the old down low. You know, that's right. I also played bass. <laughs> Mm. He's a man of many talents. Yes. He can do both. Indeed. So, Tanner, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about who the heck you are and why the hell you think you're qualified to be on this show. Oh, not qualified (laughs) in the slightest. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are you guys? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. That's got us. No one's ever asked us, but I can't say say yes. Which, to be fair, is the first thing I point out if we ever get any criticism online. The first thing I'm like, I'm going to... We don't know what we're doing. I'm going to set the record straight for you, Tanner, right here, right now. The only thing we're qualified to do is mangle facts. Mangle facts. That's that's only all we can claim to be good at. We're just... just, We just decided to do it. And the fact that no yes, one has stopped yeah. us at this point has right, right. made us yeah. seem yeah, so We can qualified. claim that. Yeah. No one's stopped us so far. So Yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it seems like maybe being unqualified is the whole point of the show. Yes. I think that's just Most podcasts, podcasts in general. In general. Yeah. 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 Most podcasts yeah. are a bunch of white guys who are unqualified, who are like, you know what? People need to listen to my thoughts and opinions. 
Yeah. You know, not just podcasts. You know, that's yeah, really, I think it's just white really, guys oh, yeah. in general. Really just yeah. any line of work. It's yep. just unqualified white dudes <laughs> saying, hey, <laughs> I know something. Yeah, that's true. OK, Maybe. so certified white guy, Tanner Evans, uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, well, uh, grew up in Arkansas and that's where I knew Kylan from started. I think I think that. I started to play bass and started playing music at all to play in Truth About Movie Stars. <laughs> nice. I have a, this. I have this vivid memory where we were doing. You were doing the music at the youth group that we kind of all frequented, mm-hmm. and there was this bass hanging on a wall. That's like piece of shit old Epiphone or something. And you were like, "Hey, you should." You should play this tonight. <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't know. Thing. I was like, I, but I didn't play anything. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to play. I, I didn't even like know where the notes were. And so that, that base, that base had like, um, label maker, uh, mm-hmm. uh, stickers on the top side of the neck for the notes. <laughs> yeah. Where's the notes? Oh, no. <laughs> but I think I think That's they incredible. were numbers. So I think I think it right. had like one, three, four, or it had like three, right. five, seven, and uh, we, we had like some like a chart of like some shitty Chris Tomlin song or something, and it, and it was like Kylan was like when it shows a G, push this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, guys! I've been I've been inspiring. <laughs> musicians since 2006 yeah, all right music makers <laughs> yeah amazing yeah. and so i i did that and i was like hey that was kind of cool you know i've i kind of always liked you know the music was always around you know it, my folks listened to a whole lot of music when i was growing up and you know always i always i think when i even from a young age had an ear for it and could kind of like pick out melodies and do that stuff so i always wanted to play so all I needed was an unqualified white guy to <laughs> yeah, step in and exactly. say, "Be like, you uh, should do this." You know, you hey, this, this this here's a G note. Yeah, yeah. So uh, started doing that, and then uh, you know, kind of got hooked on it, and uh, you know, learned to play, and just kind of went from there. So played bass for a long time, and then uh, I don't know what what else you want to know. Well, you moved from a big instrument to a little instrument. This the smallest from the big from about the biggest to <laughs> the biggest about the, the smallest. smallest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, sometime like right at the very tail end of. So I went to school, college at Concordia in North Austin, and I had heard. I can't remember what when the first time I heard it, but I I heard. I think I got like a free download card from some uh, some place of a Goat Rodeo Sessions yeah. mm-hmm. uh, song, which if you don't know Goat Rodeo, it was um, Chris Thiele from Nickel Creek, uh, oh, yeah. Yo-Yo Ma, Edgar Meyer, yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. it was a tune called Attaboy. And right at the top end of it, there's this, this little mandolin hook. And I remember hearing it and thinking like, well, that is, that's got to be the coolest sound that I've heard from you know an instrument and so i kind of looked up and got into it and then uh ended up getting a mandolin and then i moved out to virginia for a year which is kind of where that 
music lives, you know, kind of traditional folk and Appalachian stuff, bluegrass music and all that. Right. So I moved out there for a year and uh, started taking lessons from this mandolin player out in, you know, somewhere right around D.C. and uh, just, you know, got hooked on it. And so that's when I started playing. And then, you know, basically the last 10 years has just been starting from, you know, getting into like bluegrass and that kind of music is interesting because you start, you hear like a, a modern player, like I heard Chris Thiele, and then I kind of like started researching backwards in time mm -hmm. and finding, right. you know, all, all that stuff. So then got real into bluegrass music. And so what you're saying is, is in terms of, of inspiration for you, I'm on the same level as Chris Thiele from Nickel Creek. That's what I'm getting from yeah. this. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe either of y'all. <laughs> maybe an even greater influence because he never showed me where the notes were. <laughs> that, that's true. Chris Thiele never showed you where the notes were. He wasn't as hands on, you know. Not once has he done that. So, uh, you know, you Chris might Thiele you might have him beat here. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, so I want to ask too. Um, so I usually like to ask guests, you know, um, because our show is specifically about Christian music from the 90s and 2000s, uh, I want to know your origin story in terms of Christian music. Like, where did you come into it at? Like, at what point in your life? What were you listening to a lot when you when you got into that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, it, like we covered, the first time I ever really played an instrument was at a youth group. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up going to church. Um, and so I think I ended up going to that youth group because we had some friends that lived down the street and, and they went to it and I went there and then, you know, just kind of got plugged into it. But so I didn't like grow up listening to any Christian music. You know, I, I grew up listening to a lot of uh, Elton John and, you know, uh, you a lot, lot, a lot of Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. Rest there in peace. Go. Rest in power, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> That's basically like going to church, though. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So when I started out, you know, uh, getting into playing the the church music, I didn't really know. I didn't really know anything. You know, like I started. I got into playing the church music kind of after after DC Talk and all like that era of right. music. It it wasn't really. I mean, they were still a thing, but like, I didn't know it, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, that kind of era of, of so, music. Like, so like you got in, like, like when we were in high school, like, so yeah, the, the like, like the tooth and nail bands. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's where I really started. Stuff like that. Yeah. 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 That's kind of where I started and, and kind of right on the very initial point of getting into that stuff. We went to uh, Cornerstone. That's right. There right, is. CJ and listeners, is that the one? A drink. We talked about Cornerstone. Yeah, yeah, you were with me when we played. Yeah, yeah, and I remember we got lost on the way to see Under Oath, and we didn't see him. <laughs> oh, we got what a bummer. Oh. Because it's all corn. That. It's great. all corn. <laughs> it's all corn. That that is true. Yeah. It's a maze yeah, out there. They do put the corn in Cornerstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that that going there was kind of like right. Like I I remember going there and seeing bands that were kind of like classics in that yeah. genre that i had I, never i remember i had never i had never uh, heard specifically before. we saw Anne berlin and they were yeah they were touring on, on cities and we kept yelling from the audience 
while we were waiting for them, oh man, John Denver's coming up next. Cause we were like 17. We were yeah. like a bunch of jackasses. We're like, oh yeah, this is my, fa-. like <laughs> they'd break into like Godspeed. We'd be like, this is my favorite John Denver song. Yeah. Yeah. We were fully, I think we, I think we kind of, uh, at some point just knew that we were fully committing to the bit that we were acting like we were at a John Denver show. Yeah. That was the best Steven John Christian Denver show. Still to this day, we'll talk to the band. You guys remember those John Denver guys at Cornerstone? <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were heckle-tastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those guys suck. Those yokels. <laughs> yeah. Denver yeah. Yokels. Yeah. So, okay, cool. That, that's, that's awesome. So I want to transition then into the album that you brought us because, you know, with, with every guest, I usually ask them to pick like a couple albums that that they want to talk about. And you brought us Southern Weather by The Almost. Mm. So, Josh, should we do research before we... Uh, before we talk yeah, about... You can ask Tanner why. Okay, And then we can cool. go into some research. Yeah, yeah. so Tanner, why? Uh, well, Kylan told me we're Kylan told me we're we were talking about Bruce Springsteen's "Born to Run," right, so that's, that's that's what I came prepared yes. for. I'm really glad you brought that up, Tanner. Um, this yeah. is actually the new pilot for Boss Jams now. <laughs> for Boss oh, excellent. Good. I'm going to be your host. You guys will be co-hosts, of course. Tanner and I are hosts. Yeah. You guys are co-hosts. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. Yep. You know, we'll when I was seat on this one, yeah, yeah, take, yeah, get back there, man. Listen, it's Boss Jams. <laughs> boss Jams now. Tell so me some I more had, white man. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's I, I four had, unqualified white men talking about Bruce Springsteen. Yes, yes. I had the album. I had I had the vinyl of it on the wall of my room when I was younger. And the the cover, those, if you don't those know, sweet sweet cheeks, huh? No, those tight <laughs> Levi's. Come on, Bruce. And you were like, I bet that doesn't look like Aaron Gillespie at all. We, yeah, or or does it? To be fair, <laughs> or does it? <laughs> like Born to Run is my favorite John Denver album. Oh, yeah, that's the oh, one he perfect. did with the Muppets, right? <laughs> the Muppets, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So the almost well, well briefly, I just want to I just want to say uh, Southern Weather came out in 2007, the same mm-hmm. year as Cities by Amberlin and a bunch of other records that we've actually talked about on our Patreon. Uh, we That's did true. a whole episode about albums that came out in 2007 because that was a super seminal year for me in terms of music and a big part of that, Tanner. Uh, was actually driving to shows in in my mom's minivan with you. Oh yeah, like listening to CDs driving yeah. to the music hall in Fayetteville, uh, including yeah. including this record. So yeah, so why why is this record like? Why did you want to talk about this one as opposed to I, any other record? Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have I have lots of. Uh, pretty vivid memories of us in in that old silver kia van yeah. driving to you know driving to play random places and 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 listening to this i don't i don't know what it was i i think i had heard some like under oath stuff they're only chasing safety mm-hmm. and what's the other one the from both the, yeah yeah 
And and I think like I was saying er, earlier when I was when I was a little kid, I always kind of had like a a good an ear for melodies. And I think I heard those like and I probably heard them from you. I heard those under oath recordings and I was like, this is cool. And they're playing really loud and, and hard and stuff. <laughs> but I I wanted I wanted something just slightly more melody focused. Right. And I feel mm. like this album hit my ear in, in a different way to where it wasn't quite as hard. It wasn't quite as heavy. It had a bit more, more defined melodic structures, right. at least that I could pick out at the time. Well, we talked about that when, when, so we covered Define the Great Line and we talked about that, how they do like a lot more linear song structure. And yeah, the, the almost definitely leaned more into sort of like pop songwriting structure of like verse chorus, yeah, verse chorus. Yeah. You know, I, so I, I don't know. That's probably why it caught me. But also like, it was just, it was just freak. It was rock, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. like pedal to the metal kind of stuff, you know? And I think I, I have not listened to it in a good long while. And, but I remember, I remember it being, it's, it's like, like 80 grit sandpaper. It's like, it's <laughs> just like abrasive, you know, it, it seems pretty raw. Um, and right. so I think, mm. you know, I heard that and I was just like this, I don't know, something about it was just cool. Yeah, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I want to kick it over to beautiful producer Josh to give us a little bit of context as to who the almost is. I would love to do that. Thanks, Kyle. Josh. Can you say it sooner, please? Uh, I'll try. I'll go real fast. I'll drive there now <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so The Almost is from Clearwater, Florida, as a side project of Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath. Their career is from 2005 to 2013, when it went on a little bit of hiatus, and then he came back and did another record in 2019, and I assume it's still kind of going, but obviously they're focusing mostly on Under Oath right now, so he's pretty busy with that. Members, member, if you will, for The Almost is Aaron Roderick Gillespie, as he's listed in the credits. Wow. For all instruments and vocals. Mm Yeah. A-Rod is what they call him for short, I think. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 He was married to Jennifer Lopez, right? Yeah, that's him. favorite (laughs) A-Rod. Yeah. The most well-known, for sure. The only. There's really no one else. (laughs) So he's doing all instruments and vocals on this, except for some exceptions. Uh, Aaron Sprinkle, who produced this record, does some additional guitar and keyboards. Mm. And you have bass on two Mm. songs from Kenny Vasoli from The Starting Line. Oh, fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm, Cool. You'll definitely hear him on those songs as well. Southern Weather, the record, Mm. was released April 3rd of 2007. So at the time of this recording, it is 16 years old. This was the first record in the Almost discography. It was released on Tooth & Nail and on Virgin Records, which we talked about on Supernatural, that that was also a co-release with Virgin Records and Forefront. So Virgin seems has their (laughs) finger on like, oh, this has a potential in the Christian industry to do some numbers. Let's partner on this. Crossover. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. It does. It does. Uh, This is produced by Aaron Sprinkle, of course, as I said before. Tracks 2 through 11 were mixed by J.R. McNeely. Ooh. And it was mastered by oh, okay. 
Ted Jensen. So uh, not a tooth and nail trifecta. Had, almost had the Trinity. Uh, they should so have close. got Troy. Yeah, so close, so close. I love uh, Ted though. <laughs> he did, he does yeah, great work. Yeah. I can't complain. You're a big Ted I guy. Can't, I can't get enough. I can't get enough of his work. Uh, charts were Billboard 200. This debuted at number 39, and Billboard Christian. This was number one, actually. Oh, wow. So okay. big numbers on there. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See you, Aaron. Yeah. Um. I th- I was thinking Spotify sets. I was like, this seems to be their most popular record. It has like five right. of their six highest streamed songs. So it seems like this is the record. For the almost to cover, mm. and of course, also mm-hmm. joined by by Aaron Roderick Gillespie, and that wraps up my research. Okay, All yeah, right. Short okay, and sweet. yeah, I like it. So I wanna I wanna ask you, Josh and TJ, uh, what is your history experience with the almost and with this record? Well, I can say I similarly to Tanner, I appreciated that this was a project that was a little less chaotic, chaotic and yeah. just like loud <laughs> um yeah and more melody driven has that pop structure kind of has that americana underpinning throughout the the record i definitely could hook into it really quickly and and really enjoyed this record um when it came out i think you know i was already like on the under oath train and and really really digging they're only chasing safety. And then I was like, this is a cool thing too. Maybe it'll just be like a nice side hustle for him. But I was also really curious to see if it would like take off and whether he would pursue it full time. You know, that like I remember thinking that when I when I first heard this album. Yeah, it, it, it definitely like hooked me quickly. And it to me feels definitely like a spring album like a spring summer album i remember that distinctly about like it's great getting into this album they were covering it in the fall yeah yeah (laughs) it's perfect timing yeah (laughs) i don't Um, know i heard more winter southern winter okay a a real winter record for you yeah so it's called southern winter right yeah yeah. southern winter yep southern winter light pretty sure that's the a joke for the biggest the most well-known record by a rod but yeah i yeah. Uh, okay guys can we just make I, a I pact r- really quick for the rest of this episode to only refer to him as a rod <laughs> yes okay. i wish i said that sooner <laughs> oh nice dj if i Stop could if, if we could take a blood oath here through zoom <laughs> i'd do it okay mm. got it uh, cool all right sorry TJ. what about continue. you josh oh yeah Oh, no, that's it. man. Okay. Well, I've got some history with this record. So okay. like y'all as well, <laughs> I was obviously listening to a lot of Under Oath. I was pretty freshly new into Under Oath, kind of around the time this record was coming out, if I remember correctly, because uh, I'd just gotten to find the Great Line for Christmas in 2006. And then a couple months later, oh, the singer and drummer that right. I, I really loved Aaron's parts in Under Oath. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, just a record of Aaron's parts from Undrove. Like that sounds like it's going to be my favorite thing ever. And then Mm. it wasn't, I enjoyed this record, but I expected it Mm. to be like my new favorite thing. And it it wasn't. And uh, I, I enjoyed it mildly. I will say whenever monster monster came out in 2009, 
I was able to get more into that record of like how I expected to get into this record. Okay. But like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, but I do have, I want to say this record came out, like I said, on April 3rd of 2007. And I distinctly remember it being the first record I purchased on the day of its release. Oh, wow. I just, I just so happened. <laughs> I picked up a month prior, picked up five score and seven years ago at the day after it was released. But I just happened to be, at Walmart with my mom on a Tuesday night after school, and it was sitting there on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this, and uh, I have it with me here ah, today. Ah, there it is. Oh, yeah. nice. Yep, so the same CD that I picked up in 2007. This was the very first one that I got on the Davis release, which became a fun thing for me to do, um, and I still enjoy doing when I can. So it it has nice. a lot of nostalgia and meaning for me for that yeah. in the in right. the memory. So yeah, I didn't like not like the record. I just it didn't land as much as I was yeah. thinking it would. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask everyone. Did you go about? Down? I don't. I don't think I did. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think kind of similarly to Josh, I wanted to like really really i wanted this to be like my favorite album but i don't think this even made when we did our our patreon episode of 2007 albums i think this just like maybe barely made my list like probably i think like the singles on it were so big say this sooner and southern weather Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. so big and still in relatively pretty heavy rotation for me uh i don't remember right. the rest of this record like at all and i think not even amazing because it is oh yeah well now that you mm-hmm. say it i'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that mm-hmm. that's that's interesting um, too because i have been trying to do that too and um you guys were all referencing song titles earlier and i was like oh that was a song on there one. you know but right yeah <laughs> I, yeah yeah, so I haven't listened to it in so long. And so mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to land for me. And unfortunately that kind of became the the status quo for almost records for me in their subsequent mm-hmm. releases. Like Monster Monster was kind of the same thing like so usually I'll find for records that I love the single will maybe potentially like get me into the record and then the single doesn't end up being anywhere near my favorite song. And I've had the opposite happen with every almost record of like Mm -hmm. the single is so good and it feels almost a little bit like the rest of the record is almost just kind of like holding up that single and it's, uh, it feels like kind of a a lot of, a lot of filler. Like it's all like, like I love the like pop rock kind of thing, but I feel like it ends up being just kind of there. Does that make sense? Like yeah, it, it's monster just like, monster monster was definitely that way. Yeah, yeah. Right. I remember Josh buying Monster Monster the day that it dropped, and I can't remember where I bought it from. Probably some dumb Christian bookstore, and <laughs> and I and I and I went and bought it and. And I was because I because I I, I did have, you know, a, a connection with Southern weather and I was really stoked. And uh, it was like heard that first one was like, hell yeah. And then the yeah. next and then, uh, you know, made it through the album. I was like, well, OK, shoot. that happened. <laughs> 
I remember yeah. that the week that Monster Monster actually released, because I talked about that the, they were doing like shows at like Best Buys and Hot Topics and stuff like that. They were actually playing at the Hot Topic in Lakeline Mall. And like if you bought like no some way. almost and y'all were going to go. There was going to be like if you bought some, I bought like the pre-order for Monster Monster and they're like, oh, they're playing here next month if you come back like this gets you a ticket and if you buy an almost thing it's like mm. oh sweet so then I, like kyle was like oh tanner and i should come to that too because y'all were coming to austin for some reason and so Dude, I, like, we just bought bail. the no gift to br- i got i bought the no Did gift we? to bring so i could Did have we? like a well y'all were like doing something i think y'all were just like late and getting down there so i was like at the mall like and i was like going i was like are y'all gonna come you're gonna make it on time but like i don't think we're gonna make it on time so that sounds right. Yeah, y'all did bail. But that shit. was that. That was that same week that Monster Monster dropped. Actually, that's so, so funny. Well, sorry, well, I you've you never me told me that, and I just I just want to apologize. No, it's fine. I did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're gonna clear nope. the air. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm at, sorry we didn't at make this it to point, that what, hot topic. At, the almost show. Yeah, we almost made it. We almost made it. At this point, what we're about ten years late, so yeah, fourteen. No, no. yep. Jesus. No, yeah. Who's counting? Yeah. Who's counting? Uh, yeah, Josh okay. isn't. Fourteen <laughs> yeah. years and it's seventy-five days. Um, okay, he's so, got a calendar behind him. He's like, he does. He's, he's been counting day. out every day. He's been <laughs> waiting for this apology. Late. This this whole podcast has been an, Retro- an attempt. I will get my retribution. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, so I want to ask everyone flop or bot predictions. What do we think in 2023? Does 2007's Southern Weather by the Almost like is it is it gonna hold up? Like, what do we wh- what do we think, everybody? I think it's gonna be a bop. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't think okay. I'm gonna like. I would love to discover something new and be like, whoa! I love this song more than I ever did before, but. I'm not expecting that, but I'm expecting to have a good time with this record. So yeah, sure is is that the bop. thing? Like I almost because my recollection of it is like it's all almost no pun intended, almost too straightforward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like very straightforward pop rock. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. it maybe it's like an expectation thing. If maybe I was like because Under Oath is like so kind of complicated and dense. Like maybe I was expecting right. something a little a little more. I don't know, but okay, all right. We got a we got a bot yeah, prediction. It, I mean, from definitely Jeff. whenever Aaron's doing all the stuff himself, it makes you're not getting as much like influence thrown in there from other people, so it makes it all right. kind of pretty similar. I feel like right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's a singular vision, and it right. feels like a singular mm-hmm. vision. Tanner, what about you? Do yeah. you think this is going to be a flop or a bop? And when was the last time you listened to it? Oh gosh. A long time ago. Okay. So it, that I think that's kind of I'm predicting a flop, and here's why. Here's why. For the last I don't know five, six years, I've basically dove headfirst into bluegrass music, and that's about all I listen to. <laughs> so this is a very specific right flop. That. Yeah, coming from an interesting place, man. Yeah. Yeah, so so and that's and that's like that's like my whole musical lens God now. Damn it, is there's like, not enough flat picking on this record. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, where well, where's the mandolin solo? You know? um, and and so, 
you know, I, I'm that's that's my whole musical lens now is uh, is bluegrass music and like uh, you know old fiddle tunes and stuff that you hear in old time music. Right. Um, and so I think that the only thing that is maybe going to carry this for me now is just straight nostalgia. Pure nostalgia. Yeah. And and this. And this is going to be an experiment to see if nostalgia is enough. Perfect. That's this whole podcast. I, yeah. Sometimes yeah. It yeah. Can and, be. <laughs> and I don't. I, sometimes it can be, but uh, I'm. I don't think it is this time. <laughs> That's my prediction. Mm. Okay, guys. This is. We, we just have to recognize. This is the second time in CJN history that a guest has brought yep. us a record. And predicted a flop. A flop. Because wow. 99% wow. of the time, people bring records that they are sure is just like going to be a bop. Like they a just love this bop. record yeah. and they want to talk about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the Chaos Goblin energy mm. of bringing a record and then thinking it's going to flop. I'm so here mm. for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Me yeah. too. That's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Very literally. <laughs> All right, TJ, what about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm especially happy that we've got this kind of weird off-kilter dynamic from our guest here today because I predict I think I'm going to I I feel like this is becoming a trope for me, but I'm I'm feeling like I'm going to land right on the fence because I really liked this album when it came out, like I said, but I think that it's definitely one of those that lyrically I'm going to be left wanting more. Like, right. you know, I don't want to say I told you so, Aaron, but A-Rod. every song on this album <laughs> might smell like a rat. Ah. Um, and I hope everything doesn't make me sick, but it might. But, but I, I no, really, TJ, I, I feel TJ, like. Hey, stop TJ, it. Stop it. Oh, uh, damn it. You beat me to it. Thanks for stopping me. <laughs> yeah. Beat me to it. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. But I really, I really, I really if, 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 if you didn't right remember, it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to like, I think there's going to be a lot of catharsis in this. There's a lot of emotion. I think similarly to you, Josh, when you mentioned like being like, oh, I like Aaron's parts, drum parts. I love his vocal parts in Under Oath. I'm going to love this. I did when this album first came out. So I'm going to have that nostalgia factor as well, Tanner, of like being like, oh, cool. It's like Aaron doing Aaron. But I also think that that same dynamic might be i think it's a double-edged sword it could be like both really great and also that singularity and that single like one-dimensional vibe on this record might just kind of land me right in the middle on it so i you know i know i know y'all don't like it when i take exception with uh not giving <laughs> an break answer the so rules. I, I think i'm, you, I'm gonna you, try you to always break the rules yeah. articulately yeah thank you um i think i'm gonna predict a bear bop i think i'm barely gonna right. like it's gonna have enough in it to like okay carry it over the finish line for me cool nice. so yeah i like that okay so for me you guys you know when i go last i i since i mostly copy other people I was gonna um, say that. Um, I'm I'm going yep. to okay. Nice. For different reasons than Tanner, I think I'm gonna predict a flop. I feel like this is a rare mm, flop prediction. 
Yeah. I feel like, okay. you know, we, we, we've talked about this. I'm usually like very optimistic in part A and mm-hmm. I, I, I would feel like 90% of the time I, I predict a bop because I mm-hmm. want it to be a bop and I want this to be a Sometimes bop as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's for Sometimes sure. very haphazardly. Um, but I think based on everything we've, we've talked about and kind of what I brought up before, I think it's just a little too straightforward and simplistic. I mean, okay. So what is it? Uh, 11 songs, 38, 38 minutes, minutes which is not too bad. I can, that's, I can dig, I can dig yeah. 11 songs, 38 minutes, not too much of my time, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, like I remember so much of this record just kind of being fluff. And mm. I think that's where I'm going to land this time as well. Like, I think those mm. singles are still going to hit so hard for me, but I don't think the rest of the record is going to make up for that. Would it help knowing there's a Jeremy Enig feature on this record? Um, no. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you would think it might, but it might help a I, little. I, I think I'm going to pull like a classic TJ. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find an EP. I'm going to find like five songs. I'm going to have five songs from this record that are just going to absolutely destroy. But the record as a whole, like conceptually, I think it's not going to do it for me. Mm. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I hear that. Yeah. So we we will see. It's what it's you said it's 11, 11 songs, 11 songs. And the thing is, at this point, I, like beyond like three of those songs, like I don't remember any of them. You'll yeah, remember yeah, them when you yeah. Them. I'm going to with 11 songs, you got 11. I'm going to predict 13 and a half thumbs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> OK. Yes, all right. All right. All right. Bring it back to the thumb system. 13 point five. Let's go. Okay. I loved it. I loved the thumb systems. So I know. Thank you. Listen to like the one episode. Well, no, no, TJ, you, you've done the thumbs. No, there, you've done there the have thumbs. been a handful. Yeah. Yeah. There no, have been a few. It's been a while. There have been some, some thumb yeah. pulls. So we're going to take a quick break for the listeners. We're going to spend the next week listening to 2007's Southern Weather by the Almost. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, jammers. Kylan here with TJ and beautiful producer Josh. We're going to interrupt the show for just a minute to talk about. Guys, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about our sponsor for today, which is today and every day. (laughs) Sponsored by CDs. (laughs) Sponsored by CDs, just all of them. You can't get rid of CDs in the universe. They're never going away. (laughs) No, guys, our favorite sponsor ever, Collide Records. Collide Records, baby. They are the best. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you all about something specific. Are you ready? You found something pretty cool, right? I did. Yeah. I'm very excited. Okay, so you know, we are very much physical media guys. And if you're a listener of CJN, there's a very good chance that you are too. And I found. So it's not the record that we're talking about. But I don't know. Have you all listened to Fear Inside Our Bones by The Almost? Yeah, I actually yeah, kind of revisited it this, this summer because I'm like, this is a slept on record and it's actually I know, solid. I know. I'm excited yeah, to nice. maybe cover it one day. It does feel... It was its 10th anniversary this summer, yeah. Right. So Ooh. that being said, guys, Collide Records 
is doing the craziest sale. If you want to get Fear Inside Our Bones on CD, it's normally $11.99. But right now, you can pick it up for $1.99, which just That's feels crazy. unreal to me. Yeah. It's I told like, you our sponsor today is CDs. <laughs> CDs, man. <laughs> they're, they're, CDs. They're, they're looking out for us. Yeah. They okay. are, man. So I found out. So if you want to get Southern Weather on CD, that'll cost you $11.99, which is super decent. A more than fair. That's price. a great price. Yeah. 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 Especially for a brand new CD from 2007. Yeah, man. That's great. I'm, That's I'm great. here for it. Mm. So, but here's the I thing. You can get that. And if you use our promo code, you can you can almost essentially get fear inside our bones for free. Um, what is our promo Amazing. code, guys? Church jams now. How do you use it? <laughs> <laughs> you enter it. <laughs> can you start that over and use it as like a complete thought of how do you use the promo code? I was setting you up. I had that was like I know that was supposed to be a straight alley oop. <laughs> Okay, so if you <laughs> use the promo the code, the you did. No, you like threw it back in my face and you're like, I don't want to you. I don't want to play basketball. <laughs> so if you use the promo code church jams now at checkout, you can get 20% off your first purchase, which means if you get Southern weather on CD, you can you can almost essentially get fear inside our bones for free. So once again, it's a, it's a great amazing. Deal. Then that is a great the, deal. That's that's half of the almost discography on CD right there. If you're right. trying to collect it, right for yeah. like Boom. almost no money. That's so good. Yeah. So once again, if you type in Church Jams now as the promo code during checkout, you'll get twenty percent off your first purchase at CollideRecords.com. I think that's all we got. Uh, let's get back to this wild show of ours. CDs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Church Jams Now. I hope you enjoy those ads as much as we enjoyed recording them. Uh, mm. So we have spent a week listening to Southern Weather by The Almost. We are joined again by our good friend Tanner Evans. Howdy. Hey, buddy. Woo-woo. Who just told us before we started recording, can you can you tell us what, what you told us again when you asked us if we could hear your notes? Oh, yes, um... What you want to know the medium of my notes? Yes, me- please. We, we would like that. They are here. Let's hear it. Um, I, That's some good I, wrote, work. I, I wrote some notes on this. I, I um, am uh, my, my job. I, I build cabinetry and uh, I was, you know, taking notes. And I, one thing I have a lot of sitting around is a bunch of quarter inch plywood. So, <laughs> so I, I've just got three, three pieces of random sizes here. Just with, uh, you know, did you notes. write them in like a grease pencil or like what did? Did you? Oh no, them in? just just a good old carp- <laughs> just a good old carpenter. I used a router. Oh, perfect. And I wow, like, and like I, I routed it, it chiseling it. Yeah. In. yeah, like the good old yeah. days, back in the cave yeah. days, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I'm so excited to hear those notes in every sense of the word throughout the show. Yeah, you're going to um, hear them. I'm going to be shuffling them around, you know? Perfect. We oh, love wait, that. That was on my other maybe, side. Hold on. Maybe <laughs> also what's on them. Like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If, I wanna, if it yeah. becomes relevant. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know. You know, I was just kind of, I don't know if that will, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, before we get into the album, Tanner, you texted me right after we finished recording last week. 
to tell us that you've seen the almost and you forgot about it, which is kind of a running thing on this show uh, (laughs) of how many concerts I have seen and have not remembered. Yeah. So I'm glad you finally remembered it. I want to, I don't know if you want to talk about what that experience was like. Yeah, absolutely. How that shaped your view of the almost. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I played in like a, churchy band that did played like conferences and you know different what were y'all stuff calling like it? that it wasn't the promise ring because y'all weren't that good but it was something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah 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 no it was the response band there it is um, i was close and, i think i still have yeah, your yeah. cds i think i still yeah, got yeah learned. yeah yeah that's more than i can say i don't have our cds so find it on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this 2006 yeah yeah but uh yeah we we went and played and we played like the this like band contest thing at the pacific northwest creation fest um the one that's up in like uh mount rainier like outside you know anyways Mm -hmm. we we were up there um it was in enumclaw oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah enumclaw yeah i know the place and uh and we uh we we went and played and then and then they invite they asked us to come back the next year but any i can't remember which if it was the first or the second time we were there but the almost was there and i was like i was stoked because i was you know at, i was a big aaron gillespie fan and uh it, i think it was like in the monster monster time mm. and um i just remember watching them and thinking like man this would be a lot better if aaron was playing drums but he wasn't <laughs> i was like i didn't i didn't come here to see that, this no. guy this, this random guy play drums like that's an interesting <laughs> point that's because Joe mustin from beloved uh, i don't mm. care don't tell him the point is it's somebody playing drum parts that aaron wrote right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not that yeah. that person wrote and so they're sort of like trying to fill the shoes of a very specific right. type of drummer and that's yeah, a hard thing yeah. to do, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same. It's just different. That's right? true. Yeah. It is different. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I saw the almost and I forgot that I saw them. Cool. There it's you scary. go. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good edit point. Mostly because hey, it wasn't you, Aaron drumming, probably. You told you told me to tell the story. No, I know. Asshole. I know. Okay, I so, thought it was gonna be more interesting. So, you you, you gotta me. live with it. Okay, that's the story, and I, it's and it's your fault. Let's dive in. Hey, ready? why didn't you say that sooner, Kylan? Dang it. Uh, you didn't ask me if we had any Oh, oh my oh god. My well, that's why. Kylan comes to my house and he's I know, just I'm all thrown off. Yeah, I'm all thrown <laughs> off. My eyes only go one way. I thought it'd be cool if I had both of y'all in my peripheral, but Yes. Yeah. Uh, does guys. anyone have any general thoughts about the album before we I dive do, in? I do. I do. <laughs> okay. I do. Is this okay. a wedding? <laughs> let Let me consult. Yeah. Which one of these is okay? I have. Yeah, this is my. Ov- Look at this. This one's labeled overall. Okay. This is even, <laughs> this this sheet of Great. plywood. I really is my... do need you to send me these. I <laughs> this. I need you to mail me these. You just drop them off in Marble Falls, and <laughs> help my mother in law pick them up. Oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> My my first my first overall thought was of how bold it was for A Rod to um to 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 speak out on climate change in two thousand seven. <laughs> edgy, edgy, oh, really ahead of his time. Oh boy. The southern weather. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
No, no, yeah. we got it. Kylan, <laughs> Kylan, do you get, do you get, do you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What that's, else you got? That's all. That's, that's, that's all. It? Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, cool. no, no. Look at, look at how many okay. notes are on. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> we're gonna get, we're gonna go check by check, so you'll get a chance to say all your notes. No, no, no. These are, <laughs> these are my overall notes. I have this, the other sheet of plywood's my track by track. Oh this my one. god. <laughs> would you like to give all of your overall notes right now or would you like to intersperse them throughout each track or do what we usually do and basically give all of your overall the notes first track while we discuss the first track <laughs> we don't do it on purpose minutes. we don't we just end you up know doing it. it just happens but we you end know? up talking about the first track for 30 minutes because we get all of our stuff out and then we like lose steam by the end we're just like yeah it was a good song it was fine the yeah, end yeah yeah <laughs> You know, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see where where the right. where where the wind's gonna blow us. All right, you know? let's let it ride. Beautiful producer Josh, do you have any general thoughts? I have a prediction. Okay. I am going to predict mm. that all of our favorite songs will be in the first five songs. That's a good prediction. Mm. Okay, where did we land on our flopper bot predictions? Do we remember? I think you flopped, Kyle. I predicted a flop. I know. I I know. Flops. I predicted mm-hmm. flop, and that was, I guess, uh, a histo- uh, semi-historic occasion. Semi-historic. Yeah. yeah only the second the first, time it's but... happened on this podcast. Yeah. Let's get right into it, man. Let's do it. I know. I should have said this sooner. Here we go. Track one. Say this sooner. Uh, well, this is my favorite song on the record. <laughs> One down. <laughs> it's kind of all downhill from here. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I hadn't listened to this album in a really long time, so I didn't quite know what I was heading into, but I, I know I listened to it a lot when I was a kind of a younger musician. I think I had like ideas of the things I was hearing, but I didn't really know how like break it down and you know think about it uh, critically but listening to this out this song i was like a great opening track for a rock album like it's like it really is it like in it in it it starts with a push yeah Mm -hmm. out of out of that little like chugga chugga thing it's like a little train beat that's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah starts it off so you get that and then it's just it's just yeah I my one of my overall notes for the entire album, but also for this song, is uh, <laughs> is that it it sounds like a rhythm set, like a rock rhythm section made an album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did. It, did. Exactly. it, did. it literally did. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. It's 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 one man rock rhythm section just made a whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for and better like, or for worse. I feel. Yeah, but but there's there's so much of like everything is is locked, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all one dude that's like a rock drums powerhouse. Oh yeah, like everything right. is just everything hits together. Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean the yeah. you know looking at it from like a being a bass player in that kind of loud band, like it's like everything is locked to that kick. You know, I mean, I was just like, this is just like a, a master class on on rock rhythm sectioning. Mm-hmm. That is very so, true. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think I thought that on every song. (laughs) Yeah. Good overall note. Yeah. Uh, Can I say 17 seconds in? My first uh, sweet, sweet bass. There's a lot on this song. There's some pretty good sweet, sweet bass. It's got great tone, too. Yeah, it's really good tone. It's Mm -hmm. really solid. And like Tanner was saying, it's really locked in with the kick. And it's not too flashy, but like every now and then you'll get like a like a sweet little fill, you know, like a nice and, little yeah. nice little bass riff, a little moment of taste yeah. that I really enjoy. There's there's several moments in this album, and I think maybe I had a great affinity for this when I played bass, um, but a, a a great a greatly timed octave slide. Mm. There's a whole lot of that for sure. Just dancing for around sure. this whole this whole album. And every time yeah. I heard one, I went, ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I like that. Oh. I like that. Oh. Josh, oh. Uh, we, I can't remember. <laughs> I know we talked about it in, in part A, but did Sprinkle produce this? He did. That okay. he did. I thought so. Because there's lots of nice little, like, little sprinkle sprinkles mm-hmm. throughout. Mm-hmm. Like little ear sprinkle candy sprinkles. things that, oh, yeah. that I really like. Like, did you guys catch the, I'm sure you did, in verse, going into verse two? Uh, there's a little guitar buzz. It's like, like mm-hmm. when you plug in, crackle, the guitar yep. really loud. Yeah, yep. I just like love like weird little things like that. They just yeah. little sonic textures. Yeah, mm-hmm. little sprinkle sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Little sprinkle yeah, sprinkles, sprinkles, sprinkles. Trademark, trademark mm-hmm. for yeah. sprinkle. Yep. I I ha- I also wrote this note on my uh, consulting my track by track plywood here. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> also is that. that also is on a lot of songs. I think I wrote in all caps halftime. Mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. halftime too. too. There's like there's like that little like post chorus, mm-hmm. little halftime thing, and it gets me every there. time. It I no matter it. what yeah. song, what no matter what song it was in, it was like the halftime hit, and I was just like, "Yep, come on, got me, come, come on, yep." And well, and then it goes into like the gang vocals with like just like a room mic and the acoustic mm-hmm. acoustic oh, yeah like yeah which is the most kylan thing i love yeah. it every time at it feels gospel man. it feels country it it's it like it's rootsy yeah. it kind of takes Especially, you back okay yeah there's some weird little touches like that like the fact that it starts mm-hmm. with the kind of train beat yeah and then yeah and yeah in 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 this song demonstrates this and and i mean i think i also wrote this on most songs too but there's uh, there's so much rhythmic variation mm-hmm. um it's not just like boom smack, you know. Right. I mean, you could all tell the way like through. you could tell that a drummer wrote yeah. all the yeah. parts. <laughs> yeah, you know it's, what I mean. It like, is, it's mm-hmm. it's a drum it's a drum centric. It's it's what it's mm-hmm. all about on this album. It's just right. the drum, and not just the drum parts, but like the structures of the songs feel yeah, like yeah. those that a drummer would write because they leave space yeah. for a lot of drum action, as opposed to like a part of a song that might be great for a guitar solo or like some yeah keys. i don't think there's like Action. any to be guitar fair, solos on this i think right. the album ultimately suffers from that like suffers well from that's having, one man's opinion having that yeah yeah for sure yeah but that's yeah i'm that's just throwing just some like drama in the mix opinion, early man. <laughs> tj's like as the drummer as our resident drummer he's like I love it. I yeah. love it all. Yeah. <laughs> it all yeah. is connecting with I think it, as hey, a drummer, TJ. Don't take the words out of my plywood, Josh. I, okay. I, I think some of those guitars could have had a little more variation, but we'll get into it. No, I, I agree with I, that wholeheartedly. I, I, just, I, I, found, I found so much interesting rhythmic variation, again, all around the drums. The drums in, in the bass that, that's you know tightly locked into it. 
but it's just like it all of a sudden like like in this song like all of a sudden it's just like oh train beat train beats back right mm-hmm. oh oh half 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 time half time breakdowns half-time. here yeah and then mm-hmm. and then you know and like he's uh, he's you know uh creative with like kick patterns and stuff mm-hmm. little things that i think i find very very interesting and even yeah. to uh, even even as a mandolin player you know you think in a in a bluegrass band the mandolin is is very i mean the mandolin's like the snare drum yeah right um, there's a per- and percussive so, element to it yeah yeah and so i i kind of lock into you know those variations that he's thrown in there too so yeah no a uh, great opening track i think so also can we talk about the irony and the genius of starting an album with a song called say this sooner, say this sooner. he couldn't have said it sooner it's right. the, first, it's song. the first song and it's the first line i can't believe i didn't say this sooner that's hilarious he so could have put. He could have. He could have put the album out in 2006. <laughs> Is oh. there a pre-gap track that right. I never knew? I was about? just thinking about that. Have you checked your CD? Mm. No, I haven't Tuesdays checked it yet. Oh, well, that's this CD actually. I, I do have. What do you? The have? almost say this sooner CD single Ooh. that I want. Okay. I'll show it to you in a second. But it, the full title on this CD single is "Say This Sooner." Parentheses. No one will ever see things the way I do which I'm guessing was the original title wow. for it, which is mm. very long. It is very long. That's very, there, that's very Fallout Boy of him. Yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, but there is actually a second. There's two tracks on there, and one has an alternate vocal, which oh, uh, interesting. maybe we can. And it's only in like the bridge. It's just he changes what he says and how he sings the bridge or whatever, and we mm. can play that mm. right here. I listened to it before, but I think he made the right choice. The album version is the better version, That's but it's so fun cool. having the alternate vocal version as I like well. Album art too. I know the mm-hmm. album art is pretty cool. So I love little CD singles like this. So cool. Um, okay. What else? Josh, TJ, I need y'all got anything else about this song? Uh, my quick note, it says leading the album off with this is the obvious choice, but maybe it doesn't set the rest of the record up for success. Dot, dot, dot. Agreed. Hmm. Uh, yeah it does feel like a lot of the really interesting um dynamic ebb and flow sort of ideas and production strategies and stuff that were applied to this song could have been spread out over the course of the track list Mm -hmm. rather than just all getting jam-packed into one song because it's like this song really to me is like cathartic and it is full and it is like is the almost in your face like this yeah. is such an encapsulation of mm-hmm. uh, what the band is. Yeah, then that's what I was saying. I feel like potentially don't want to, sh- you know, show my hand too much. It's already but, your favorite song. But, <laughs> so, yeah, the rest of the album may suffer a little bit. Yeah, thematically, it's interesting too that he's like coming out of the gate with a song about like being irritated or not wanting to live in the shadow of like other people's judgments or preconceived ideas or whatever. Right. Um, it's like a little salty. It's like a salty place to a little bit. Yeah. He's some like, salty you know, southern I'm the weather. Man, now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Take that, Spencer. Yeah. This is my band. <laughs> this is totally my band. Um, okay. I keep trying to drive the conversation 
uh, into the next song. But we I go. There, we should, should go we there now. Drive there now. We should drive there. Wait. Now. Okay. Hold on. What's the next song called? Track two. Drive there now. I think I remember this was like my favorite back in the day because as mm. I said before in the show, I didn't like having the single as my favorite. I was like, I'd go out of my way to be like, okay, what's my favorite song that wasn't a the single? single right? You were yeah. the original hipster, Josh. I was. We, yeah, we you're, so hip. you're like, you're like, I'm Josh Olson. What of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Josh Olson. What of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, this also feels very under oath. It kind of does. Like from that intro, the and pattern in his, his yeah, it the feels do very da, do da, do da, yeah. do do da, do da. They love I that. I will say there was a lot of people after this record came out. I remember hearing people saying like, "Oh, I love Southern Weather," but it sounds just like the Almost, and I never heard it. Honestly, listening back to this last week, there were a couple things I could pick out. I'm like, okay, that's a little undergrowth, but for for me, I was like, oh, I guess I'm hearing this wrong, but I'm like. <laughs> I was a big Unreal fan. I'm like, this sounds very yeah, different to me. But. It does sound really different, but there's a couple things in this sure. song, particularly the way he kind of drums and the way the guitar interacts yeah. with the mm-hmm. drums. Mm-hmm. Feels the guitars like, are kind of chasing safety. When it, when it is, yes. it's chasing safety yeah, exactly. yes. on this record. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that, it, like the reason for that is I think like, as we talked about in our define the great line episode, like that album was where they really took a turn toward like, metal metal right the only chasing safety was so pop like it was so it was clean it was melodic digs the pop and he is all about that and so finally we got an album where it was just that it was like a lot of that and you know as i've mentioned i was a big fan of their only chasing safety and i think the reason i liked it so much is because i like what aaron does and this is an album where we're getting an opportunity for him does. to showcase everything right. he does. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. we talked about in part A, it is very singular. I feel like we've all kind of mentioned that it's, it's the rhythm section, writing, right. making an album. Like you said, Tanner, you know, there's less guitar work, but everything is locked in. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah. This song is a prime example of that for me that like, oh, it's yeah. sort of under oath without the metal basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's cool. Which I think is what kind of drew me to it because that was the thing that I didn't like about under oath. Like I never got into for you, Tanner. Yeah. I'm, I'm very skittish. I five um, bud. <laughs> you and me. We're both, we're, we're, we're scaredy cats. I just never, I just never, I mean, you know, like we talked about, I grew up listening to like, you know, Bruce Springsteen and Elton John and stuff. So it's yeah. like the screamy, stuff always kind of i was like meh i I just didn't do anything for me you know and so right uh, but i remember hearing they're only chasing safety and having that exact thought of like i like this drummer i like i like the clean i like the clean vocals in it and so yeah that's exactly this album was just was just the things i liked in under oath without stuff i didn't like about under oath right so yeah one thing one thing that and we've kind of talked about it being you know like just very rhythm rhythm focus but now like what my ear likes to hear and and again you know i play i like to listen and play a lot of like bluegrass music and a lot of those kind of roots style musics whether it's uh bluegrass or jazz like roots jazz and stuff everything is really melody focused so like yes. at, the, at the top of a song 
there's a there's a guitar there's a something there's a fiddle playing them playing the melody and kind of establishing that that you know main centric thing of the song right and this album yeah this album doesn't have that in that one time it's like (laughs) it's just like it's just like one two three four uh power chord uh big bass drums yeah (laughs) i know and it kind of it kind of bugged me on this listen it was almost like we kind of talked about on great depression like i wanted more lead guitar Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about before too, like specifically, like it's very hard, it's very rare. The whole auteur theory when it comes to albums mm-hmm. doesn't always translate when it's like one dude doing everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because there's just limitations to that skill set. Yeah, I think it depends on that person and what their right. skill set is. And so in this case, we're getting, in my humble opinion, super strong vocal performances. Um, which I think takes the place for me as a listener of the guitar. Yes. Okay. Like I don't, I don't need, I'm not, lo- I'm not listening so much for. You don't have to rely on it as much. Why don't we have because, yeah. like yeah. shreddy lead parts? Cause I'm hearing his voice and then we're also getting like crazy, crazy drums. But see, I want, I want both. I want all of it. Totally. Especially because the guitar is like, it's. Have your cake. And yeah, I do. But because it's yeah. all just so rock and roll. So I feel right, like yeah. it, it does need a little it bit of just like to indulgent have shredding. Mm-hmm. But but Completely. even even then, I don't I'm not even wanting like the indulgent shredding, the like look at me type playing. Like I want someone to play the melody. Just want some yeah. reinforce the melody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I took yeah. I took I took uh mandolin lessons from a a guy and uh you know, because in bluegrass and stuff, people kind of real get they get real hooked into like lead playing and you want to be like the dude that freaking just rips right and yeah. everyone's like this guy can play but a lot of times what that will kind of uh detract from the core thing of of a song or a tune which is the melody and mm-hmm. so it, that guy his uh, he would always tell me chicks dig the melody <laughs> chicks dig the melody like like sure okay uh you know have fun with the shreddy chicks stuff is me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Me, <laughs> it's me, is me. Um, but you know, like play, pl- establish. You know, you're you're at the top of the tune. Like establish the melody. Mm-hmm. That's what it. That's what the song is. But I I also agree with you, TJ, in that the the vocals are very strong, and and obviously you know he's bringing the melody. In I there. just want to bring up the note right. that I had on this song. Was, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Um. We talk about specifically uh, on FM Static and TFK and Classic Crime, the -hmm. sort of pantheon of great tooth and nail singers. And Aaron Gillespie also needs to be in that conversation, right? Oh, yeah, 100. I would think so, yeah. Like, he's so strong. Like, he's Mm -hmm. such a strong vocalist. Yeah. Sometimes he feels a little whiny to me, but it's just like personal preference. He can, like, he's got like a perfect rock and roll vocalist voice yep and just mm-hmm. the range because he can belt mm-hmm. with the best of them when he needs to but he can also do these really intimate performances that we'll get into as we go through the track list but yeah, yeah no i think he absolutely deserves a spot up there kylan i'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that up Boom. on the mount rushmore of yes oh man now i got i'm gonna make a graphic that's yeah, mount so rushmore well, we need a fourth one, one. we'll have to and whenever oh, we find our fourth one, we'll then just put, we can... We'll put Trevor McNair. I think the challenge will be... <laughs> one from FM Static, one from TFK. <laughs> New Metal Trevor and... I think the challenge Trevor. will be deciding who 
gets to go up there because I, I think we actually have quite a right a few that's true all right yeah we'll with. wait until we until we find one more what um, what movie was it where the some the character had a like a house in one of the heads of mount rushmore north by northwest he didn't have a house no. but... There was a was it? It was. It was. Uh, it was movie? Kevin McAllister. Uh, it was uh, Macaulay. Richie Tolkien. Rich. Oh, Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> North by Northwest. Richie Rich. Same movie. Same, same, same movie. movie. I get those yeah. confused. Both Hitchcock, right? The almost yeah. under yeah. oath. Same band. Yeah. 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 Um, um, okay. Hey, I'm ready to move on. So, do we have anything uh, else? Well, yeah. Was 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 there any sweet sweet bass on Drive There Now? I didn't write it down. I think hmm. I wrote. I wrote another note on the octave slides. Oh, cool! Yeah, I like the bass on this. Mm, and yeah. and again, again, I wrote um, halftime. Yes, more halftime. All halftime. the halftime. Was it all caps? Halftime chorus. He loves a halftime chorus. Halftime I chorus. love a halftime I was chorus. Like, I do too. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really do because usually it's it's like counter, it's counterintuitive. You'd think like right. verses verses are are getting you to but the it feels big, more powerful the big energy yeah. of the chorus and this one's mm-hmm. like yeah yeah this is more yeah. emphatic what I, do, about to say? I do have one note and okay. on the lyrics and i oh yes oh my god i forgot oh, that was no. the that was okay. my first note i was hoping yes, that i wouldn't be the I one forgot. to bring this up i forgot what I'm do you so, have kylan uh guys <laughs> oh no guys I think Win- we have the same note. Winter days make me say, what the hay? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, not the same note? Not the same note. Okay, that's the dumbest line I've ever heard. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. It's pretty egregious. Yeah. Yeah. I well, think it's like, it's Aaron trying to be, like... Cheeky. Like, I get it. But, but he yeah. needs the rhyme, so he can't even, like, say uh-huh. anything more yeah, but vulgar. Just, right. just as an adult man saying, what yeah. the hay, just feels... Hey, Come hey, on. golly gee, so, hey, winter yeah. days just like, make me say. And I wrote what, Kylan? Because because what, what the, the fuck heck? doesn't what the fuck doesn't rhyme with with the word say? <laughs> say, yeah, yeah. I would, I would have loved though. Winter days win- make me say what the fuck. <laughs> winter days make me cluck. <laughs> there it, it is. Sounds like a limerick. You fixed winter it. Winter days make me say it what does. the cluck. Wow. Okay. Well, I have another lyric. Okay, note please. I was me. hoping not to be the person to oh, bring well, this up, all, but it seemed like I have it's to. Be you. There's a very unfortunate phrasing in the second verse where he yep. says, "He said, I'll you. read the full. I'll read the whole verse. Um, <laughs> I hope this gets you harder. I hope you act so much stronger." And I imagined honestly, and he keeps going. Yeah, so I like that stuck out to me, and I try not to be like that guy, <laughs> but I'm like, innuendos aside, I feel like that's not even like a really good line. No, like it's not even like saying anything of really of merit. Like I get what nope. the idea, what he's saying, but there's a better way to say it that avoids honestly, an innuendo. If he had just said a bunch specific. of better ways, if he yeah, said yeah. hits instead of gets, yeah, or just yeah. hits or, you harder, or makes even you, that makes you, makes yeah it, makes you yeah. tougher. Yeah. Like Gets, whatever. Yeah, no. Not, yeah. Not what the hey, guys? Yeah, what the hey, Aaron? What, what the hey, hey is this? Hey, um, I did write, but, TJ. I'm so sorry. Before you get no, into you're it, good. I forgot my next note after the what the hey. I said the drums are so good. I cannot imagine TJ getting much out of the lyrical content of this song. Yeah. No. Um. That's one thing that I quickly assessed about, like how this album was hitting me. It hit me hard. You know, but it didn't hit me harder. It didn't get you harder. Yeah. Um, no, it's but still going to be a, a flaccid, but, a flaccid bop. <laughs> we'll see. But but no, lyrically, I kind of just decided to be okay with this being like a vibe 
album That's for me. So interesting. Um, You're always so flip flopped. I know, but like the thing when we is, do, it's because it's I think TJ can do it because of the drums. Yeah. Yes, I have the drums, like keeping my brain just like totally wired. Like I'm constantly just like listening to the way he changes his patterns mid mid right. song section, like mid verse, mid chorus. He'll do something totally different, and so it gets a pass for that reason. A lot of the album, like that's what's happening. And then other times it's one of those things where we've talked about before, where like certain artists can somehow pull off singing pretty like arbitrary lyrics or like generic things. But if they do it with like authenticity or a lot of emotion and it feels really strong for whatever reason, and it's just like fun, like it's kind of got that mop bop feeling of just like John Foreman can do that. Yes. Yes. There were moments of that across this album for me. And the chorus of this one is, is a great example of that where like, he's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. He's not saying anything through most. This is what is wild to me. I don't know why, but I'm okay with it. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. And that's the thing. I'm always the guy that's just like, I don't give a shit what they're saying. Like, who cares? And for some reason, we always this time you up. care. It's like some Freaky Friday something. I know. I kind of love it. <laughs> the lyrical content of this record just bugged the crap out of me. No, I get that. that. Like the, that, that the was... fact that nothing was being said. That it, exactly right. what is that it, what an you said, overall like, note, yeah. Tanner, or is that on the specific notes tablet? It's an overall note, and it says <laughs> it says lyrically IDK. <laughs> well yeah, said. I mean, yep. Well yeah, said. That was way more articulate like, than whatever we were doing yeah i'm like i don't i don't really i don't really but it's funny because like i hadn't listened to this album in so long yet i found myself singing along but Mm. also i was like what is this what am i saying what is this exactly what the hey what the the hey uh well i think yeah i think i think we've left i think we've driven there now i think we have i'm feeling after my last note, I feel a little dirty bringing that up, you know. Yeah. So I bet Tanner feels left out since he had to leave for a while. We had a great conversation with him. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's track three: "Dirty and Left Out." I've been dirtier than you wanna know. I've left. You know, I was thinking now, and Kylan, maybe you you maybe think this too, like listening to like a lot of like old country. Mm-hmm. I listened to this song and I was like, this was a prime opportunity for some pedal steel. For sure. There's there's it, like a slidey, it, well, a whale noise guitar in there. <laughs> but I was like, man, pedal steel would have. And pedal steel would be sweet. Yeah, I thought it, it was pedal, pedal steel. steel. No, it's it's just a guitar with like a slide or something. Just trying to do the pedal steel sound. Huh. It's yeah. trying to. It em, might be emu- like a lap it's, steel, but it's not like a pedal steel. Which it's emulating a the, pedal steel. And listen, yeah, yeah. I live in Texas, okay, and I know what <laughs> goddamn pedal steel sounds like, okay. All I know is I checked the credits on this album, and pedal steel is listed. So no, but I don't know if it's on this song. Not. I don't know. Do you know <laughs> the liner notes for this album, or do no, you trust it, a, a cabinet it, maker it, it who could... wrote his notes on wood? Guys, are we are we talking liner notes here? Oh, yeah, yeah we are. Perfect here. Uh, pedal steel, Kevin Suggs. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, Suggsy okay, Tanner. So the guy just Man. sucks at pedal steel. He sucks at <laughs> pedal steel. Sucks to Tanner's be calling him out. He's like, hey, yeah. man, you play that instrument as if it's just a slide guitar. Take that. Yeah. 
it's like he's not even he's not even using the pedals. No, he's just right. doing one it's of the strings. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I I also one of my notes on this one was evangelical sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wrote that. Too. There's a lot of like I'm dirty and shameful lyrics mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. whole record, which is like, oh, I'm fuck me, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just which, real total depravity situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. which bums me out. But I get yeah. it was like a real. It was a real part of like, yeah. Christian culture at this time. My mm-hmm. thing with the lyrics is like, okay, I get the sentiment of being dirty and how that's like a bad thing. I don't get the leaving earlier thing. Like that seems strange. Like I've left earlier. Like, is that a bad thing? Like maybe like the, it's like trying to say like gave up, like gave up on my humanity, my faith, like okay. left it. That's like, going to be a my faith very generous read. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But yeah. I, <laughs> when the, I remember when the album came out, I'm I'll like, reach, baby. I don't get this yeah. line. This is weird. Cause maybe, it, none of his lines actually mean anything. I think that's they what just yeah. sound good. Yeah. No, I think that's, good. I think that was the rhyme he was going for dirty or earlier, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and then yeah. he, was like, yeah, it means something. I have to commit to this. Yeah, yeah, right. He like shoots like, the meaning mean, onto it. It it means something. And uh, <laughs> that that was that was the no noise wonder of your air kid drums. keeps waking up. <laughs> and that, that was Tanner, the can we get that clean for for no yeah, our socials? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, TJ, that was. That was I've listened to this album for so many years, and in three seconds you came up with something better than what I've like thought <laughs> yeah, of with thought it. Of. <laughs> yeah, like oh, actually, I like that a lot. Actually, I'm pretty good at digging in the dirt. Yeah, it gets are. me dirtier you're than dirtier, you'll ever know. But, but yeah, yeah, you know, then, cer- certainly than meaning. you'll ever know, Josh. <laughs> certainly more than you'll it's ever true. know. Yeah. But it's true, it's yeah. True. But um, no, I I did really dig the Americana vibes on this one, and I thought it was actually cool i uh, maybe it's a hot take but i kind of thought it was cool that they dropped down in like the energy at, i thought at it was track too three. soon but I you like it, it too soon as well i like it because not to spoil anything but track four we go straight up into the stratosphere again so we're not you know lollygagging we're not like sagging it's not multiple tracks that are like all down yeah. yeah so it was a nice pivot for me because I I like the textures of like the kind of country style and it's a little more spacious and it's slow and we get this, we get to really hear Aaron's vocal chops in a different way that feel more raw and like emotive. And the part of it lyrically that I did like is the, the Bill Gaither interpolation. Like, dang. All right. You stole my note. Sorry. We just, we have the same note. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just beat me to it. It's Bill Gaither. What did you? Line, but he what did you guys? It. He didn't get. Uh, uh, he didn't get credit in the liner notes. The well, there's something steal. about that name is a Bill Gaither song, and in the bridge of the song, they say Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus. There's something about your name, which is like a, mm. an interpolation of an old Bill Gaither song. Oh, but yeah, okay. did not get songwriting credit on this. I don't think you have to do it for that. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I only have yeah, a business degree. What do I know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same, Josh. Same. Um, but it makes out, me it so. makes me think of my like family, like my my dad's mom, my mama. Mm-hmm. It's like it's very nostalgic for me because she loves that like, Yeah, yeah. It's like like not 
old school like classic him but like very much like yeah it reminds me of like my great grandparents mm-hmm. like that kind of era like righteous gemstones 70s southern bad <laughs> yeah. i love that retro that yeah, reference yeah. point yeah righteous um, gemstones okay tj i get what you're saying about them kind of dipping in energy i agree with josh in the I feel it came too soon. The way I wrote that was it's wild that this is track three. This mm-hmm. feels very track eight. Yeah. I was like, I was the second to yeah. last. Like it's very how to put this. So ten. it was an interesting choice. And yep. guys, I want to talk about Jeremy Enoch. We should do that. Mm-hmm. I will say this is only a few months after his feature on Brother Sister in two thousand six. Oh, oh so that's yeah. cool. It's kind of making the rounds he on the tooth and nail band. Sister? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tia Tamara and the third and J- sister, Jeremy Enoch from and Jeremy Real Enoch. Estate. How did you miss that, Tanner? I, you know, two thousand seven was a wild time. Wild, wild, it was time wild, indeed. wild, different days, wild time, different days. Okay, how do y'all feel about his feature on it? I'm curious because I have some thoughts, but I want to maybe get. I Once... I have a thought on it in that I have no idea who you guys are talking about. He was the lead singer of Sunny Day Real Estate. This he was is, the guy that does the high the high vocal in this song. I yeah, uh, I want to plead the fifth I, because I I'm gonna lose my cred that I don't listen to a lot of Sunny Day. So right, I knew I'll just for, I'll I'll Kylan, I got I'll you, bear man. the burden. Okay, thank I, you, TJ. I knew that it was a voice I recognized. Okay, I was right. like, this rings a bell to me. Who is this? And that's what I was mentioning earlier that I had to look up is Jeremy on this song or is it another vocalist that mm-hmm. is featured? But I love it. I think it's really cool. Okay. So I, I'm curious because I love his vocal performance too, but I cannot figure out if it works on this song or not. I go back and forth constantly. Like it feels like, like their, their vocal lines are almost fighting too much. I think like, I think what it is they, is it's they, like frontmanitis. Like they're like they they're both, both this, so unique. Yeah, they both have very yeah. unique voices and do the same kind of like vocal flares, mm-hmm. like little trills yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I but think it, you know. I think okay, this is going to be a, a different kind of song. But I had the exact same thought yesterday. I was listening to uh, Dylan's Nashville Skyline, mm. yeah. and Great. the very first track is "Girl Dylan from the North Country." Way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got I listened to that one a lot because one of my <laughs> one one of my like all time favorite guitar players, Norman Blake, is like mm. a kind of a flat picking mm. uh, pioneer. He's on that album. He was he was Cash's sideman for a long time. But it, the the very yeah. the very front track on it is "Girl from the North Country," and every time I listen to that, I'm like, could these dudes not have like rehearsed? They're very off kilter. Right. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah. sometimes it really it's like is. they're singing different lyrics. Like yeah. like like yeah. Johnny Cash didn't know what verse we were in. And, and then Bob he catches Dylan's up. Like, yeah, and, like, and I'm Bob's just lagging. like I'm just like I'm just I like, can almost not... guarantee you that, that was the case. That yep. they were yeah. Both oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitzed out of their mind on cocaine yep. and yep. had yeah. not slept yeah. for thirty six hours. From the Georgia County line, North Country Fair. Yeah, and I'm just like, maybe there's a little bit of that in here of like, guys, we probably could have like, I don't know, arranged something. Yeah, uh, but they right. both were like singing. Yeah, and they just have doing the front man thing. Voices. But that's the thing, yeah. TJ. Yeah. I also agree with you that I also love it. Yeah, because I but cool. I think it's because I love Jeremy's voice, and it right. was nice. 
I think part of me too wishes it was later on in the record because so much of the back half of this record sounds so the same. It would have mm. been. What are nice you talking about, Kylan? To kind of break Not it at up. all. <laughs> to kind of break it up a little bit, but you know, we'll get to that. Those were all my notes. Those were all my notes. Let me mm. hold on. Let me consult the plywood. Well, let me consult the plywood. I was gonna yep. say something. That's it. I I actually use your notes because I tend to mostly copy other people. I used your notes because I mostly <laughs> ah, copy other it. people. <laughs> Stop looking at my notes. Hey, wait, wait, notes. wait. Wait. It's a chicken before the egg situation. Who actually wrote notes? Guys, I mostly now, copy other people. Yeah, I know. Actually, on my number four <laughs> track, mostly copy other people, my number one note is Kylan's strategy, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Here's track four. I mostly copy other people. This is also very under oath. This one, yeah, the yes. arpeggiated guitar but line. It's picked. also feels very Timmy. It's very starting line. I don't know. Uh, I don't also, know. have you all listened to much starting line like post? Say it like you mean it. I know you're a direction guy. Direction, yeah. Right? But based on a true story, this could have hundred percent fit on based on a true story. Mm. Mm. It also this song and one of the later tracks both remind me of I don't know. It, how familiar y'all are with this band, but it's m- w- one of my wish list albums, I think. Edison Glass. Yeah. They're just like very straight ahead, kind of mid aughts, post yeah. hardcore, in, in, kind of proggy. Indie, like they're like emo rock. Yeah. And this is, this feels like it could have even been in their set list almost. Right. Hmm. I will say, so this one's got my boy Kenny V. Does. From the starting line. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Baker. Yes. <laughs> Kenny Vasoli. And I will is that say the other voice is that the yes. other voice on this and, one? Yeah, he's the lead singer of the starting line. And he's slapping some bass. And as much as I felt like Jeremy and Aaron were fighting, Kenny and Aaron's voices go together perfectly. I love the interplay. They, they go perfectly. Yes. Yeah. They both have the same kind of gritty thing that it like it works with this kind of music. Mm-hmm. Well, it, so much so that I couldn't quite tell if it was another voice or just Aaron sing, singing a little different. different. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't think Aaron can sing a little different. He's got his thing. He's just Aaron. He just He's A-Rod, man. He's A-Rod. He's A-Rod. <laughs> He's A-Rod. Uh, yeah, I love the very fun vocal interplay, and I like a lot of the stuff on here. And I'm going to say this is my favorite song on the record. Hey, there it is. Nice. I've been waiting for someone else to have I a favorite know. song. I know That's I called cool. that I, we we're gonna be top five. I really like I really, really like the kick pattern in the chorus. Mm. That's mostly what I hear is kick patterns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, fair. It's because all the guitars are literally like the same. Like yeah, it's also worth noting Kenny Vasoli is I feel like one of the few front men that plays bass. Yeah, in mm-hmm. their band that they front as well, that's which true. is which is fun. So he's playing bass on this song as well and the next. It's song. basically like him and Paul McCartney, right? Yeah, they're the only ones. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just those no two. one else, no one else has done it. In fact, I often confuse confuse the two. Yeah, it's yeah. only it's Getty only Lee, Kenny Vasoli. Yeah, there's another one. Okay, <laughs> who else you got? Can Les we can Claypool. Give me two more? Les Claypool. That's four. Uh, John Cooper. Oh, I'd... kill it. Mm. Well, this oh, is hey. disappointing. This is a disappointing <laughs> list. 
I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> one time I one time I accidentally sat through an entire skillet show. Accidentally, I mean, you don't accidentally yeah, sit it, through an entire show. I didn't. I didn't mean to. You didn't get up in time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like I'm whoops. already here. I sat here the whole time. <laughs> it was. It was at. It was at that the creation fest where where I saw the almost, and we had played that like new band contest, and they were supposed to announce who won it before before Skillet played, but they forgot, and so we were just sitting there. Just like, well, skillet's on now. And then <laughs> wonder if we won. <laughs> and and then and we never found out mm. who well, we eventually did, but not not then. Yeah, I remember they had the pillar of fire and I was like they I was did like have maybe, pyrotechnics, yep. I was like I had to be like a thousand feet from the stage and I could feel the heat from it like immediately. That's like cool. the fire came in, it was like, and I was, I was really, I was like really concerned for like the guitar player that was like five feet from it. I was like, this dude, <laughs> he's got I second don't know. degree burns for sure. Oh, <laughs> what, right now, like sixth degree. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. Anyways, yep. uh, what what are we talking about? We're talking about this is Josh's favorite song of all time. Yeah. Oh, time. Josh, you <laughs> love this one. I did like this oh. one. This one's really fun. It's, it's got- one thing though on this whole album, I I think is is done well is the dynamic changes they're quick, but again yeah but but again it's like it's a it's a drum album so if there's not dynamic changes then you're doing it then wrong. people are gonna be like nah dude <laughs> you mm-hmm. need to calm down you know but yeah. yeah this this does have some more aaron lyrics where he says we're all just faking out with someone else who tells us what we should miss and i'm like I don't know what that means, but it I'm like, mean yeah. anything. But then <laughs> I thought I said, but as for Aaron, he probably wishes he was anywhere with anyone faking <laughs> out. Faking out. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I'm so glad I, I stuck around I had, for that. You had to I'm be so there for that. I stuck around yeah. for that. I do think this song is a great example of like, no, I, I, I appreciated it, Josh. I just, you, you got me off on, on a lyric tangent of like how nonsensical this song specifically is. Yeah. Because I mean, verse like, two is like saying so much and saying nothing. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Make a mess. Way worse than you know. We'll beat this town black and blue with my quick and easy flow. They'll ask us where we came from. Where's that place we blew in from? I want to make them like us. I want to make them worship, worship us. us. It'll make you feel like you're in love. So did 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 he what? let Kenny write that write that verse? Because Kenny sings that most of that verse, right? Maybe there is co-writing credits on here. You know, I think, he, I think he let Kenny because I feel like Aaron would not. That would make way more say, sense. I want to make them worship us. This yeah. also feels like bad rap when you just read it. Yes, like that, exactly. Yeah, that was my yeah. takeaway. Yeah, it really flow. does. It feels like a Don't bad hip hop. We're from like Where's white boy hip hop. Blew in from. It's rough. You know, Confusing. I guess not to not to get too uh, on the philosophical end of things, but oh please, let's go, Tanner. You know, well, like, like we talked leave. about in Dirty and Left Out, I think my note was evangelical sad. I actually, mm-hmm. I think I, I think I actually maybe edited that, ed, edited that live because I think I actually wrote. Oh, let me let me look at my plywood. Yeah, um, look at it. Consult the plywood. I think I think I wrote evangelical pity party, um, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess what you said, like saying saying oh, so much, but at the same time saying basically nothing nothing yeah you know uh i guess not to get too 
uh, ragging on the <laughs> on the uh, evangelical church of the time, but that that's pretty much the whole thing. That they mm. <laughs> was just saying a lot of things, but actually, but really not actually. But also anything. not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, mm. and uh, I guess that's an unfortunate observation, but you know. But it's true that, like, I don't know, music is interesting in that it's it's an, a form of art, right? And so mm-hmm. there is definitely like uh, sort of mental components to it or like intellectual components but there's also like a lot of times what you get from artists is more like from the heart there's more of that heart space and like feelings oriented lyricism that's not about like does it make sense or does it not make sense it's like what is this artist feeling in this moment and less than confusing nonsensical evangelicalism i get more from aaron i get more like well this is just how i'm feeling man you know what I mean? Mm, like it feels yeah, very yeah. like from the heart, off the cuff, like heart on sleeve, kind of like feelings based lyrics, like all day long, feelings based, yeah. like. And that's kind of the end, like this, this, the end point of it. He just like is feeling it, so he writes it, but he doesn't develop it. It's kind right. of just like that's how I felt, so I wrote it, and yes. I'm singing it instead. There's of There's like, no editor gonna, or critic, yeah, yeah. to or get in really with the intellectual stuff. He he wrote yeah. he wrote it he wrote it and then moved on to the drum parts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, if you're doing everything on a record, you have to. It's economic, you know? Yeah. 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 Case in point, uh, yeah. the last line of this song is don't tell me what to miss. <laughs> don't tell me what. It's very, it feels very like angsty teen, kind of like, oh, yeah. these are just my feelings, guys. Right. But when it hits, like if, if you resonate with like a snippet of a, of one of these songs, like one little lyric out of context entirely, but just like if something lands, like I'll, I'll cite something coming up that, that lands for me, right. then yeah. it really lands. And that goes back yeah. to like, yeah. the feelings I, can be powerful. Yeah. They just don't always make sense. <laughs> That's yeah. Such a vibe you know, answer. and almost every other record i'd be like hell yeah i completely agree <laughs> and for some reason that did not happen on this album yeah. you're becoming the intellectual on this one kyle and I, I, I like it i know you know it's like i my i guess i think you know like winter days make me say what the what fuck? the hey <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, i guess that's that's what i that's that's how i feel yeah you know i'll just mm. blame it on the southern weather track number five the titular Southern Weather. The guitars in this intro feel very project 86 rival factions which came out like two mm. months later so it just like reminds me of like that sound yeah it's so interesting that like they're so similar and they're such in like in that close amount of time yeah they're so meaty like they're yeah. big yeah yeah it feels like is there is there some fuzz on the bass on this one I hadn't noticed it before, but I feel mm. like there is a little bit on this. You one. feel the fuzz. I gritty. feel the fuzz on this. You can one. feel yeah. the fuzz. Uh-huh. Fuzz you can feel. The almost southern weather. <laughs> I think that was on like the little. Yeah, yeah it was on your little promo copy. Yeah, like on the little the sticker that comes on the CD. Fuzz you can feel. 
Mm-hmm. Halftime chorus again. I wrote yeah. that too. I said halftime chorus is great. I said halftime chorus is great. In it, it does copy me. I did. I did copy you. I said halftime chorus is great. It does it for me. I I feel like I don't need anything else from this song. No, the halftime chorus one, is there. Is, that's good enough for me. You're yeah. good. And, <laughs> and there's a heavy camper. Well, the thing is for me, like because so much of the guitars are so the same, or so just like it's just power chords. Mm, mm-hmm. That on this song, I do like though that on the verses, it feels a little different because it it's almost like they're just playing those single notes with just a ton of like distortion on them. Yeah, so it it feels different. It gives it a different feeling that I get from most of the guitars on this record right there in that moment in that pre-chorus into the second chorus great octave bass slide I have mm-hmm. the same notes I have the same notes for every song it's halftime halftime octave bass slide uh, yeah cool drums I felt like yeah and like we we're talking about the halftime chorus the chorus is like pretty heavy and he's going to town on like that kick. And I feel like mm-hmm. I was like, you can tell he plays in a heavier band all the time. Yes. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah, just a little bit more turned up. And this is like a metal song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There was is one. This... I think it's maybe after this spot here in like the little piano drop chorus. I really mm-hmm. wanted just like a dirty pick slide, like a pro co. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. But I doesn't. Yeah. it's not in there, but I. But I hear it. Yeah, I hear it. I do so, too. Because a drummer too. wrote this song. That's why it's not in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have think picks. About it. He he slid the, the, the drum. He slid the drumstick across it, but it didn't. Different effect. It didn't, yeah, it it's didn't not the same. It didn't quite it's work. Smooth. It's too smooth. Aaron came in and was like, "Aaron, what are you? What are you doing, man? A Rod, what's happening? Um, <laughs> Can you imagine Aaron and Aaron in the studio together? Uh-huh. Oh my god, they probably got confusing. Who is who all the time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sprinkle, you're on the drums. <laughs> I mean, oh wait, Sprinkle just walks in and A Rod's just like trying to mix it. <laughs> like, oh no, I thought oh, I was oh, the wrong Aaron. Wrong Aaron. <laughs> wait, that the guy from Aaron. the Yankees mixed this? Yeah, he yeah. was playing with the Rangers then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was with the Rangers. Yeah, he was still with the Rangers then. Uh, yeah. Is this anyone's favorite song? It was almost mine. Yeah, it's close. Ah, I see what you it's did. It's close for me. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> it was the almost mine too. It was oh, the nice. Almost. Okay, all right. So Josh's so prediction was wrong. I'm wrong now. Dang it. Tanner, have we hit your favorite song on the record? I actually don't think I wrote down which one was my favorite. You can pick this one, and then it's we'll not begin. in your notes. <laughs> then your overall sure. notes or your track by track notes. Um, hold on. You have some that you're between at least it's a future one you don't have to tell. yeah yeah it's de- this is definitely up there for me in, okay. in terms of it's it's probably say this sooner the the top track or <laughs> this one so far right okay. i mean that's yeah those are obvious choices for sure I'm, i mean I'm it's it's actually no i think so obvious no, yeah. i'm fine with being obvious i almost <laughs> said say this sooner was my favorite yeah dude you, know, you should have you should have you should have said it sooner. Okay? Should have. Hey, Tanner, just you should have said it sooner. Stop it, Tanner. Hey, stop, stop it. it. You should have said it sooner. Stop it. Where Please. do y'all think that the idea of like the Southern weather came from? It feels very conversational. It feels like the kind of thing that like he was talking to his great aunt or something, and right. she was like, "Oh yeah, that and Southern it, weather's it feel, coming." In. It feels very like yeah, he's a Florida boy, right? Like Southern yeah. weather, like that expression was used. A yeah. lot 
growing yeah. up you know it feels Sit, more like a folk thing or like a country thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean like and but it gives this record a little like more character well almost. that's the thing too is because he's from like central florida right mm-hmm. yeah like, and central florida is Tampa. a lo- is a lot more country than you would anticipate central mm-hmm. florida florida is is pretty redneck but I but I say that I say that in in an endearing way because well, I'm yeah. also I'm also a redneck. So show me that the plywood. cabinet maker who show plays in the bluegrass yeah, the yeah. banner. Here's your sign. Here's mine. But no, I do like that idea as a lyrical like crux for both a song and an album. Yeah, like yeah. because it's a picture, it's painting a visual picture, and it's also like a fun idea of like, you know, he's obviously talking about something really heavy, like a relationship gone wrong or like something that's kind of soured. And I love the idea of like blaming it on this arbitrary thing that just feels outside of our control. That idea is kind of like, feels compelling to me. feels like maybe the the, the best like substance that we've gotten on this yeah, album so like far, that. which is cool. And that's part of why it was almost my fave, but yeah. Mm. Wow, TJ, you're the only one who busted my prediction. Yeah, possibly. Classic. Leave it to me. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Uh, Track six. Stop it. It seems like every there's no exclamation. There's no exclamations. That's why I'm very curious because there's. I was going to bring up a grammar jams now. That on Spotify, there's two songs with exclamation marks. Yep, but there's not on the original CD copy. Huh. Fascinating. I love it. Thank you for bringing that up, Kylan. Yeah, no problem. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, almost, I, I almost wrote a note for it, but I was like, no one, will, no one no. cares about that. No, I do. I do. And I don't have anything else about this song that I care about, so. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. Uh, my big note on it, real quick, is like, this literally sounds like Drive There Now. Like, if you, like, I just listened to this album multiple times this week. And if you made a prank copy of this CD and you swapped Drive There Now and this, yeah, I I would not notice. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty similar. Is that is that because it's similar or because you're an idiot? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both. A little bit of both. (sighs) We may never Uh, know. Um, but they both like they both have the same kind of like under oathy kind of like on the guitar, the fast tambo on the chorus. Like they yeah. they sound like the same song. The chorus tambourine was my note on this one. For yeah. some reason, it's the one thing that just like popped out was just that in the chorus. There's just and I, I always when I hear that stuff, I always think about being that guy in the studio. Like it's like yeah 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 back back be five feet from the microphone and you're just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> just slinging it all around. But oh, yeah. but no other just it in your ears. But live there's no other sound happening. It's just you're a guy just freaking out with a tambourine right. in, no a, in an ISO <laughs> in an ISO booth and yep. for about forty two seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that's yeah. all. And they're like, well, we'll just copy and paste that on. They probably the had. They probably just he probably just did it once and then they copied it on every song. Oh yeah, yeah man. He just he Dragons just shook it. No, no, no. He just shook it one time and then they just, just I also wrote a great, great halftime bridge. No, I love how it goes from the chorus into the bridge and the bridge. That the whole part is maybe the highlight mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote that half the course is a drum fill. It was like a full like four bars was a drum fill. <laughs> yeah. I was really looking for I was really looking for a, a roto tom fill in there though and uh, yeah. never got it. Shoulda woulda coulda. Shoulda woulda coulda. Yeah. My my drummer brain was like locked in though for that reason because it was like really busy with the drum right. parts. And yeah. that's what helps it helps separate it in my mind is because the drums are doing something different enough from the other track Kylan cuz mm. and that and I think the vocal line it's super catchy. The I had no clue feels very they're only chasing safety, but like poppier, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this one was one of those that I remembered listening back. I was like, oh, I loved this one. Like, yeah, this was one of the ones on the track list that came. You know, back to me I, really quickly. They every single one of them came back for me, and yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. I said. I think I said it's going to be a flop, but we'll see if nostalgia is strong enough to mm-hmm. revive it. Every every song came back, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" I remember <laughs> this one like activated some whoa. part of your brain. Oh, yeah. yeah, welcome yeah. to our podcast, yeah. Yeah. Tanner. <laughs> whoa, dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it when it happens. When that amazing. happens to you. It really is. That's amazing. Yeah, because amazing. because it is. I mean, it is. It is. Track seven, amazing because it is. I had I had a moment. I was listening to this in my truck while driving to work, and I had it turned up pretty loud. And I didn't remember that it turns it gets big. <laughs> oh no! I didn't remember. You blow out your in, speaker system until no, but until it. The, the the choir moment comes in before the big <laughs> drum fill. and i i didn't remember until the choir and then and then as soon as the choir starts singing i went oh and i was like <laughs> and then i got i got like goosebumps and then the drum fill came in and i was just like damn it that, that's good <laughs> so so i i did yeah. i did have that moment uh in in this song completely forgot that it that it lets loose there at the end as it should uh is there there's horns on this is it a trumpet yes oh no okay. no i think it's uh, no here's here was my other note on this one i said a rod on the french horn i, I was like I, I was wondering if it was a french horn too but it may i be because a i was see i guess i came into this under the impression that gillespie did literally everything on this he album did, he did not so like when you this. guys when you guys were talking about that high harmony from some uh sunday brunch club uh band um that's my new yep. band name yeah sunday that's brunch that's my patreon segment i thought i was club. like i was like is that is that a rod going for that high harmony and so no when i when i got to this song i'm like A-Rod aaron gillespie french plays horn. french horn <laughs> Yeah, man. Is it, it has is no it tr- end to his skill. Is it a trumpet or is it a French horn? That's what I, I was between. A, I think it's a French horn. It's got the like the softness 
of a French horn. Yeah, it does feel like it's got a lot of warmth in well, it. TJ in spent time in France, so he should know. Oh he God. knows because every horn in France is <laughs> a French horn. <laughs> it's a horn, oui, but oui. it's not French. It sounds like oui, a British oui. horn to me, actually. Yeah, a little more nasally. Um, it's got no. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know, but what I do know is it was arranged by Matt Slocum of Sixpence. Not hey, the Richard. I was right. gonna say that. Nice, TJ. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty rad. Yep. That was my little feature that I noticed. I was like, hey, we got some we got some slocum action on this. And I think he played he some played strings too. Hello, yeah. 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 Uh this bad. is also this is I think we've talked about this before on the Cities episode with the kids choir, how that was like big that around was like the, the big thing. Okay, this is the third mm-hmm. just tooth and nail release that we have of 2007 with the kids choir, because we have Finn on Cities does it. Right. Mm. Cameron which song is was but there's a song on the Flame and All of Us by TFK that came out in like September that does it. And mm. this song on Southern Weather. There's three in 2007. They're think, like, get a kids choir. Tooth and Nail do had some think, weird kids choir contract. Do you yeah. think do you think that Tooth and Nail just like had just like rented one for a year? They're like <laughs> Are there, are there kids choir rentals? And they just like, they were like hey. Brandon, Brandon Ebel's daughter probably was like in choir that year. And he's like, all right, guys, I can get you on some records. That's how you know you made it as a record label. When you got <laughs> fuck around kids choir money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this song's pretty rad. I like yeah. it. Although, in my memory, this song is like seven and a half minutes long. Which I bet you liked that it was a lot shorter. Yeah, I was surprised. I well, wanted it to be seven minutes, though. You did. I was like, yeah, Why is yeah. This I could. Is this in like an abridged let, version? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. I could let that jam keep going on for a few mm-hmm. more. That I also think it is um, lyrically the best song, and that's because it has an old well, hymn in it, and it's yeah. not. Li- it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not dumbass lyrics that Aaron Gillespie thought of in the moment. Like, I mean, hey, to be fair, though, the verses, though, I'm a. I I don't love the verses. No, no, because... I hate the verses. I hate the verses because the the verses the verses are just more of the evangelical sad boy. Uh, but then you know, Amazing Grace is a great song. So That's true. Yeah, so I'll take that. Yeah, the one line that I really like of Aaron's is I'm the type of person who lets fear drive. Because like that to me paints a picture and it's like who among us hasn't letting, letting, let fear cause us to make a certain decision. Yeah, He lets fear drive him now. Drive there now a lot. You know? Drive there now. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. <laughs> Mess it up too. It wasn't good. <laughs> Hey guys, here here's my wife. It's her birthday. Oh my god! And you're doing this happy birthday! birthday. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for letting Tana yeah, do this I'm, with us. I'm hanging yeah, out no with kidding. you, dickheads. <laughs> Awful. Hi, Katie. Thank I you want so a shout much. Out. Here, um, where's the microphone? Right here. Oh. Right here. Right here. Tuck, tuck right here Is into my neck. Is she here? I want a shout out. You got. I want it to be known it's my birthday. Woo! All right, we're leaving happy that in birthday. unedited. Uh, Katie. Happy birthday. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for lending us your husband yes, for evening. And yes. uh, we're going to have you on the show very soon. I know. I'm really excited. I can't wait. I'm actually <laughs> offended that um, Tanner was asked and not me. Because Tanner doesn't know this stuff. Listen, I grew up. <laughs> it's true. It's I true. I grew up on the Lifeway Christian Store CD aisle. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. We need yeah. the expert. We won't Let's make that the mistake expert again. in here. That's true. Your last yeah. one. We messed up. Yep. 
Tanner is not. All right, Tanner, you're out. This. You're out, dude. Yeah. Uh, do you just want actually, Katie to? You just yeah, want yeah, her to yeah, finish. If you can switch over. out, if you can switch out, she can take over the rest. I mean, I could basically tell her. I could basically tell her just say on every song halftime chorus, cool, cool drums, and she would be right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is like you're here. You guys. Is this your favorite song? This is my favorite song. Ooh, ah, yeah. And it's all nostalgia, man. It's all like catharsis. It's all feels. I want to know. Yeah. TJ, did emotion. you ever play this song at a church? Probably. The, probably. rendition of it? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. I, I can't imagine not doing that. But what I know for sure is my buddy, uh, Micah Burgess. Shout out to my bro, Micah. I was I was staying with him for a little while and he busted out his 12 string guitar and he belted this song and he knew it from memory. I think I just got to shout that out. And that's a, another reason why I picked it as my favorite song is because that was a cool moment. He blew yeah. me away and like yeah, I didn't see it cool coming and, and he killed it like great performance. All the emotion was there. So it's a little bit of like a, a side side street nostalgia bop, honestly why i, I picked that. this song totally it. allow it yeah yeah it's amazing. It a good moment but i do love this song and the way those drums song. kick back in you can tell like you can tell the song is amazing because, because the way it, because is. it is because yeah. it is yeah. yeah dude that drum that that drum that like it just uh-huh. it feels so churchy it's but the like worship version of feel it in the air tonight yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yes. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right but i do have very distinct memories of having like worship experiences at churches with those kind of drum fills and those totally. kind of like interpolations of hymns. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, I, I almost like it because it, it's kind of one of those cute, like generational, like eras of music moments where, you know, like I remember thinking like, Oh, cool. Now this song rocks now this song is right, ours. Yeah, yeah. Like now this song is mine. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, there's oh, a Jesus level paid of it like all has like a sweet build now. <laughs> yeah. So and th- then and then there. and then plug in the guitar riff from Fix You and and we've got oh, them yeah, all, yeah. man. For sure, for sure. Yep. We've I did got once, them all. I did once get in trouble at the dwelling place by senior staff for doing Jesus paid it all. And then in the middle of that, Bill doing lyrics to I still haven't found what I'm looking yeah, for. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, that sucks because I bet that was awesome. It was pretty rad. It was pretty rad. That would take me to church. Jams now. <laughs> Kylan, I think I played with you one time at the dwelling place. And we played, yeah, yeah. we played a, we played a, we, all played we played a, we played a Phil Wickham song and there was a guy a real country guy in the band. And I think uh, it's that, uh, what's that song? Eden, the uh-huh. Phil Wickham song, Eden. And he wanted to like go uh, back through the chorus. And he's like, what happens on that naked? And I think of that every day. Naked. Naked. Naked and unashamed. That's funny. Which really is the mantra of my life. Yeah, okay. yes, it should be. If I were naked, to sum naked. it up in three words, it's naked and unashamed. That's true. Not naked. Let's make the naked. distinction. Naked. There's a difference naked. naked and naked. N e k k i d. N e k e d. Oh, e d. Okay. Yeah. Naked. 
All right, guys. <laughs> Track number eight. Everyone here smells like a rat. Uh, my one note on this song is this was always my skip track when I was a kid. Mm. And I think I didn't like the chorus. Uh, I don't mind it now, mm. though. But I said, maybe I just don't like rats like Henry Jones Sr. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's my one oh note. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Island, was this, was this a sweet, sweet bass song? Um. There. Okay, so here's the thing. It's all slippy slidey in the choruses. That's, right. that's mm -hmm. what I really right. like about it. And that's the technical Looks term, like, right? No as yeah. a as a former professional bass player, that's the, the Paul Simon yes. technical term. You wanna you wanna do a slippy slidey. Uh-huh. Um okay. Well, guys, so my notes for this song and honestly the rest of the album. <laughs> uh so I thought since uh A Rod and Company couldn't be bothered to bring any really new ideas to the table uh, that I maybe could not bother to bring any new notes. So I wrote great wow. halftime chorus. I love the tambourine in the chorus. There's some sweet, sweet bass, which I also wrote for track one and track two. Is yeah. Aaron is, is Aaron in the conversation for best truth, tooth and nail singer? I don't know what you guys think. You're in deja vu here. <laughs> Well, Recycling some I was too. Preemptively. I, I was too listening to this, that whole back half of this record. <laughs> Other than amazing because it is, all these songs kind of are the same song, just mm -hmm. different lyrics being shouted at you. Yeah. yeah. They're all the same kind of intensity. Yeah, like, they mm -hmm. are. I was wishing there was more dynamics and more like, well, I wrote like, to, or I, slower. I wish, I wish mm -hmm. he'd put another vocal feature here, even if it was Jeremy or Kenny again. Mm -hmm. just to kind just of break it up a little up. bit yeah. yeah for sure yeah there's a lot of straight ahead just like big kind of emo which i think this is i think i rock. talked about that on part a i think that's why i kind of predicted a flop was that it was all going to be just a little too straightforward and it's all like mm -hmm. at that level too it's all at that intense mm -hmm. loud level mm -hmm. like it's not bad that's the thing like no no itself, no like, no if you it's just heard not, this song there's, I think it's just leaning like the the whole album's leaning really heavy on like a, a couple elements, you right. know. It's just leaning like we're just full, full on, full tilt into hey, uh, these drums are cool, you know. Right. And it, but but yeah, I think I think what I think you're right. There, there could have been uh, just a, just some just like a few other things. Yeah, Tanner, is that a are those just actual wind chimes happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got a. Okay. I've got that a. Was I've got ice a ice cream truck at first. Like, <laughs> no, it's a. It's a. It's a A A major pentatonic uh, wind mm. chime. It's nice. It's, it's it's very it's very comforting. It it is very comforting. Mm -hmm. Did you, do you have any notes on this song? Everyone here knows how important it is to break up their song with some dynamic shifts, except for Aaron, apparently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. I've been waiting. I feel like I just I've 
the look TJ gives me <laughs> as I've been giving all my notes, I feel like he's disappointed in me. So no. I'm so glad that you finally no, no. <laughs> like no, I'm, broke that. I'm, I'm silently agreeing with a lot of the things you're saying. Yeah, no, the back half of this album definitely has a same equality to it. This one to me stuck out because it again was another one of the songs that um that I'm like I mentioned earlier that remind me of Edison Glass. A lot of that kind of like the bass and the guitar and the drums kind of like doing groovy things and locking in with each other, but doing it kind of like on the upbeat, like on the and, like the bass, like mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not and polyrhythm, that I... but there's like an exchange rhythmically happening between the instruments. Yeah. Um, I had so that, I like written, that about this. I had that written down for like the snare pattern in. Oh shit! It it might be the very first song. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's a he does that a lot. He puts the he puts the the snare on the and, mm-hmm. which which is interesting. And I, I like I said earlier, I, I I'm kind of now I look at a lot of music through the lens of a mandolin player, and a mandolin player hits where the snare hits on the two and the four usually. Mm-hmm. But you can accent in different places, and so I, I I've noticed that a lot. He kind of puts a lot of stuff on that upbeat, on the and, on the on the the upstroke of of the beat. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. There, there's yeah. that's the thing is like is like what you're saying, Kylan. It yeah, there's a lot of it that's that's real straightforward, and I think you can maybe get it can maybe get a little monotonous. But if you really but if you if you like if you like parse out his his rhythm parts right. and his drum parts and in the way that like the bass is interacting, there's always at least one or two things that's like, oh, that was kind that's of a cool thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, and that was kind of a cool. Yeah, so I the think sum maybe is not maybe the, than, than the parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, True. yeah. It, True. It's 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 all it. There's there's interesting things, subtly interesting things, but there's not like that especially on the second half of it there's nothing that's just like comes completely out of left field and smacks you in the face like you know but i think you can still find those things but i guess that's the the question is is that the job of the listener or the job of the artist the job of the listener to find or the job of the artist to to deliver i i don't know Mm. i guess it's a little bit of a question that feels like the eternal struggle that of tj and i (laughs) <laughs> in our listening experience that's true <laughs> yeah but i totally concede that like it is it is something where there's little like i feel like what you're describing tanner are like little musical nuggets in a mm-hmm. greater context that yeah the nuggets don't always add up to like a great song like front to back right right um but i i'll, I'll definitely go down the weird rabbit hole of like, oh, that was a cool drum pattern he did. Oh, and he changes it up three times within the same verse. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just impressive. Yeah, but I think I'm mostly it, impressed. It almost, yeah, <laughs> that's more. Yeah, I think I think I think that's 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 a good point because it's like it uh, on every one of these songs, the drum parts are in, incredibly impressive. Oh yeah, yeah just just from a from a physical standpoint of like doing what he does with the drum kit is nuts. Yeah. Okay. So my comparison is that it ultimately feels like mayonnaise. (laughs) Like individual. Have you guys ever like Kylan, that was my note for you. (laughs) Thank you. No, for Kylan. Have have y'all ever like like made mayonnaise? It's got like a bunch of actually like interesting ingredients. And it's really cool when you like 
you have to do it in a very specific way to like emulsify like the emulsifiers like, and the, yeah. the eggs and the oil and the lemon juice and like you have to measure out all these things very specifically but then at the end of the day it's just like fucking mayonnaise it's just like the most boring <laughs> condiment of all time which is ultimately oh, kind do of how not, I felt about do, this album <laughs> Do like not trash basic. mayonnaise. No, in I my love presence, mayonnaise, sir. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, do not. As, as I love that. He's not defending the album that he brought to us. He's defending mayonnaise. Dude, do not more, more trash mayonnaise. White guy. I will. More un- unqualified white guy opinions. Josh, what's your address? I'm going to drive there and kick Kylan's ass right, right now. now. No, but you know what I'm saying though. Like mayonnaise is no, like that, that's it, great. is typically seen as like a very basic condiment. no you could have picked so many other condiments that are so much more boring i don't know okay. no people like specifically use mayonnaise as an example of you guys like, we dude, don't even have to change the acronym condiments jams now stays cjn dude welcome welcome to condiments jams now yeah, i mean for sure with like, you could Okay, but Tanner, what would you have used instead of instead of mayonnaise? Yeah, pick a different condiment that works for you. I'll I'll use nothing but mayonnaise. Okay. No, I oh too. oh for I, for this example yeah. for the analogy, for the, yeah. Oh oh, um, this is way more shoot. interesting than talking about the rest of this record. By the way, I think maybe ketchup. But that's yeah, but the thing is, ketchup ketchup has like has salt. the the acidity and stuff. So it it I feel like it ends up having a little bit. Like no, because mayonnaise think... has has such like a a. <laughs> we found the like... one guy that was gonna like die on the hill of mayonnaise to have on our podcast for you to use this analogy with Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here, dude. The thing about mayonnaise is that is that okay? This is, is what is what you don't really have anything. Is the thing? No, here. I do. Listen, no, listen. you don't. Okay, no, you don't. No, you is shut the hell plywood? up right now. You listen to me talk about mayonnaise. <laughs> okay, you listen. Here's the mayonnaise. thing. Here's what you don't seem to understand. No, 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 no. Is you're there automatically is... taking everything I'm saying as an attack. No, in which, no. In which I must, I must let you know that like I love mayonnaise and I will. I oh, prefer I know mayonnaise you do. To mustard. And I know you do. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why you love it. <laughs> because... <laughs> uh, how did we get here? This is why you should never say. I told you so, Kylan, because you uh, might say I told you uh, so to a mayonnaise uh, lover. Yeah. <laughs> Track number nine, never say I told you so. Thank you, Josh. That was perfect. Great job, Josh. Oh, that was good. Not as good as these lyrics that really spoke to me. Hey, yeah, hey, hey. What the hey, man? What the hey, hey yeah, the hey, hey, hey. What hey, the hey are these lyrics? I do like the gang vocal moment. It's yeah, fun. the gang vocals are fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is some sweet, sweet bass. Um, yeah, there I is. Love, I love the tambourine in the chorus. I don't know how you guys feel <laughs> about our conversation about the best singers in tooth and nail history, if Aaron should be in that conversation. This because song is like this song is like mayonnaise. To me. <laughs> oh my god. We have fully gone no, off the rails. Time is good, a flat though. circle. I have existed here forever. I don't know. I'm never guys. gonna stop listening to this record. <laughs> I don't know. What's what? what's your point, Kylan? What's your point? I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm I was so bored with the record at this point. It was hard to like It's all the same. 
there's too much sameness, man. And okay, I did notice I do have a music theory thing. He does a lot of there has there was more lead guitar sort of on the back part of this record mm-hmm. and in this song. Yeah, but it feels like a little like starts... too little, too late. Mm. Yeah, There's still no melody Wait. like Tanner was saying. Right. It's not establishing a melody, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, There's I no think it's lead the next lines track. Like, the next oh, track right. starts with like a riff. Yeah, that one but, actually yeah. does. But it doesn't. But the again, yeah, like you're saying, the riff doesn't communicate really anything other than the riff like it's it's not the melody so but it is it is a riff it is a it is a guitar riff and it's not a power chord so right the big thing on this song for me is that you get some aaron sprinkle vox in the choruses Mm, that's fun that is fun sprinkle sprinkle some sprinkling in some aaron sprinkle vox yep yeah i've heard (laughs) i've heard sprinkles of his work Uh for sure yeah, this is one of the more kind of forgettable songs, unfortunately. And I think it's probably just placement, you know? It's mm-hmm. the f- second song in between four songs that kind of all run. Like, what if what if together. this was track one? What if this was in place of Say This Sooner? Yeah, I mean, it would probably stand out a little bit more. It'd stand yeah. out more, yeah. 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 I think it's just a matter of placement. I think I think maybe, and like we were saying, everything that he does, like especially in in the, on the drum parts, is impressive. Maybe there's just a little like ear fatigue at this point, where you're like, yeah, I've just sure. heard heard this dude just like giving everything that he can do on a drum kit for yeah. At this maybe point, we at this point, like about a building song uh, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. just mm-hmm. at this point, about but 40 see, minutes. that's what's so interesting to me though, is because guys, we had that two tracks ago. And we've already forgotten. That's how much of the same is on this record. That wasn't as much of a build. It you was know, just though? like, it kind of just came in. Yeah. You could have. But uh, it was at least a like, break. And yeah, we've already kind of But I've already like, kind of forgotten. Hit the yeah. fatigue <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Wait, Kylan, is two songs ago when you were hating on mayonnaise? Because. Uh... <laughs> that was one song ago. Danner? Yeah. Oh, it. damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> he told us so. And we've already forgotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Never say it. Yeah. Uh, Never should have said it. Something, something clever. Call back when I'm honest. I do like this intro. Yeah, it starts well. I like the weird, in, like the weird sound effects intro, and then yeah. I do like this riff. Okay, yeah, no, the riff is really good. But the riff is very much like emo guy learning guitar. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's all really yeah. string pull offs. It's just like on the D string, just like yeah, you can just yeah. just hammer ons and pull offs. It's who I am, hates who I've been, but a little more emo and minor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's actually just a great cover of Yellow Cards Way Away. Mm. There it is. <laughs> sure, that's seriously. More I listened yeah, yeah. back to back, and it is that song. Oh right. wow! The the electric violin like line that they do at the beginning. And even the these like stalted hits, like they do the way away away, and then the chorus opens up in the same way. That's that's it's a great like observation. What when did that song? When did when did that come out? Uh, yeah, song came out two thousand three. Oh, Aaron predates it. Yeah. He mostly copies other people though. <laughs> he does. He admitted it. Yeah, that's true. He mostly he told us. Days. He told us right from the get go. He admitted really it. Suspect situation. He's not even ashamed mm-hmm. of it. No, you're right. It is a cover of "Way Away." That's wild. That's yeah. so funny. A great one, but Yellow Card did. That's it why he buried it in the track list. He's like, I can't put this sooner up in the record because people will know. Mm-hmm. But if I put a track ten, Just no one's gonna it. catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed 
he does a lot of like speaking of sameness he does a lot of six three four chord progressions mm-hmm. that's like what most of what he does in his verses oh yeah it's just like minor six and then usually like Walk the one up. over three and then to the four is like always kind of what he does and then big halftime on the one mm-hmm. halftime chorus man it's great. I love the tambourine on the time. chorus. Guys, I don't know how y'all feel, but in our conversation about the greatest singers in tooth and nail history, I think Aaron should be part of that conversation. Yeah, very poignant for you bringing it up. Saving that note for this late in the record, I'm really surprised about that. Yeah. You hold yeah. practice yeah. some great restraint, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got some mayonnaise in me, so I'm, I appreciate I'm you bringing something new to the table in track 10. <laughs> Um, I I pulled a Kylan here. I did not write any notes yeah, on this song. Yeah, basically I didn't either. That's but why I I'm... did like the lead line. I like the song title callback. When I'm honest, I like that. It's good. Yeah, I like this song more. It's it's less forgettable than the previous two songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rave reviews. Less forgettable. <laughs> less. Oh, this one's less forgettable. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point wow. in the record, man, it's like our bar is just continuously lowering. <laughs> It's like, oh, he played a different kind of guitar, less forgettable, Josh Olsen. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Do you, do you think this I album... Said, I would say call back when I'm honest, but that's right now. <laughs> honest jams now. Do we think this album would fare better with an alternate track list? I don't know. Uh, I think it would fare know, better dude. with some... If you kind of dice some songs I don't know. a little differently. I mean... What if you just it... cut it to nine songs instead of 11? Yeah, would be fine. Y'all, y'all feel and or if if one of the songs that was like a straight ahead, like emo power pop kind of thing, if instead it was like an acoustic version of the same song, just because then I'm work, listening yeah. to yeah. acoustic guitar and Aaron's great voice. Yes, right. Even yeah, that totally would work. like mm-hmm. change because then we'd have another little dip like we did with Dirty and Left Out. Right. And yeah. then the one with Amazing Because mm-hmm. it, we'd have another little dip like you could take. Never say I told you so and turn that into an acoustic track. And that right. would, I, I know. That well, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like he did dirty and left out like too soon. Oh yeah. Because yeah. the whole back half of this, like if he had just kind of swapped a little bit of that around, I think, mm-hmm. that, I think audiences too probably just have a little more tolerance for more of that same on the front part of a record yeah. than on the back mm-hmm. half of a it, record. It mm-hmm. left earlier, you know, it's left <laughs> earlier than it should have. <laughs> it, it did. And it felt dirtier uh, at the end of the day. All right, guys. All right. Track 11, Mayonnaise Makes Me Sick. Oh, sorry. Everything That Makes Me Sick, a.k.a. Mayonnaise. So I don't know how you guys feel about in our conversation of mayonnaise or? Of, of tooth and nail oh, greatest okay. singers, okay. do you think Aaron Gillespie belongs in that conversation? Where and how is do you think the he feels end about of this mayonnaise? Bit. What do you mean? At the end of the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told you he he couldn't be bothered to bring any new ideas to the table, so neither should I. Okay. Hey, what uh, about the ask, cool like Beatles harpsichord like... thing? No, that's true. He is actually doing something yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. This one and this. I really like in the second verse, he brings it down to the palm muting part and there is like a picked guitar part going on. So there mm-hmm. is some like dynamics yeah. happening here. It's a little more active overall. Like what do we like this as a closing track? Do we think this is like the best song to close the record? 
Wait, no. isn't there a song after this fine. one? Uh, no. There's a bonus track if you have the iTunes Hold version. on. Is Hold On a bonus track? It's a bonus track. Hold oh. on. Hold on. Hold, hold on. on. Hold on. It's a bonus track. Hold on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> we can talk so about hold it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. But yeah, I don't think it's a good closing track. Well, what would do you have something? I don't see. I didn't have another a better answer. Amazing because it is. But but then you lose the dynamism but, of the down and up. No, that's true. You know, because yeah. then it's just gonna be like amazing because it would be a really good closer though. Especially with my in my brain my seven minute version, it would be good. <laughs> it would be a great closer. They're just like fins ripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that would be a really good closer. This would be like a yeah, good close cool. to side A of the record. Yeah. Yeah. I think it matches the energy of Say This Sooner and that kind of like dancey, kind of dark disco thing. Um, yeah, I did, line too. I did, I did yes. make a note. I did mm-hmm. make a note of like the dance beat hi hats in the yeah. chorus, which a lot of I don't think I don't think has happened in the record yet. So maybe that's the new idea. Dance mm. beat hi hats. Dance beat hi hats. Yeah, and I did notice on here was the first time I noticed. I think he does it a couple times in the record, or maybe one or two other songs, but he does walk up the fifth to the sixth. So he does the fifth and then yeah. augments and it, then it and then goes right. to the sixth, yeah. which is fun having like, like a little mm-hmm. chromatic walk up there. So do you think if this had piano, this could be a rocket summer song? Because I do. <laughs> oh, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, oh, like nice, a lot dude. of the production and stuff too. Like I feel like if it had just some green piano on top Bryce of it, singing this. yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, totally, it's totally a rocket summer song. I haven't thought about rocket summer in Since really 2007. Long time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm fine with that. Maybe Bryce Avery should have been a guest vocalist on this song. He really should have. Yeah, would have made he it. Really should have. That would have been cool, man. Because I do like this song a lot. You should. Mm-hmm. You guys should get him as a guest on your show. Should we do you that? Sound, you sound like everyone I'm related to. Yeah, it's that easy. We Good just idea. haven't asked. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think Amazing Because It Is would be the better closer. But yeah, we lose. You, we would need something else that would bring some dynamic I like CG's idea of switching one of the songs to just be acoustic. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that solves it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it, if you put Amazing Because It Is at the very end, would you get bored and never make it to that song? No, because right. it would finish the record strong. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Would you ever even get there? You wouldn't even know if it was a strong finish <laughs> if you put all the ones in the middle and you're just like, man. I, well, you can probably cut one or two as well. You know, Tanner's just saying if your sandwich is no meat and no like, <laughs> it's just all mayonnaise, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Classic yeah. all mayonnaise sandwich. sandwich. Would you finish that sandwich? I don't know, TJ, did you, going back, I am curious, though, like, did you we've talked about how a lot of these lyrics aren't really about anything. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, I don't know what he's saying in of like be everything that makes you scared or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. Is this like the, like a good closing statement of like giving you like some encouragement to go out into the world? Like, I don't know. Is this the best, like lyrically the best song to close with? Mm, I it's it, he's, he's dealing with some interesting ideas. I don't know that he's like using those ideas. Well, <laughs> in my opinion but it's it's definitely one of the more engaging songs lyrically for me on the record other than the ones that i've mentioned before that had other (laughs) helpful lyrics but i i like it i think it's fun um it honestly 
y'all like i've alluded to i shouldn't this have asked already. you you were vibe guy on this i was vibe yeah, guy on this one kylan. man i'm you sorry should've, you should have asked i me. wasn't thinking straight you know yeah, yeah kylan what i zoned out what was the question <laughs> do you like this as a closing statement lyrically on the record lyrically. like being like be everything that makes you scared and all everything else he says no or is there something better lyrically i think amazing and, because it is i think yeah. uh, because there's so much of the like I said, is there anything else that we like <laughs> there's there's just, well okay. there's just so much of the whole like um oh, I'm, I'm dirty and i'm shameful throughout yeah. the whole record that i think having that that makes more sense to me as a closing statement mm, i do like that yeah kind of like kind redemption of like, to that i just keep asking questions yeah, we yeah. Keep come back to the same answer <laughs> like okay that's that's the right answer <laughs> Um, okay, guys, yeah. we did it. We listened to Southern Weather by The Almost. Oh, we did. So we got to know now our final flop or bop verdicts. Here comes the verdict, y'all. Watch out. A-Rod's at the plate. Yeah, this one for me was more nostalgic than I anticipated. Uh, I knew it was going to be a little bit of like a walk down memory lane, but there were like... I wouldn't say every song, but there were probably over half of the songs on this album that I was like brought back to a time and a place. Mm -hmm. And they were they were good memories, you know, like it also Kylan, you talk about this a good bit, how like sometimes you just happen to listen to an album at the right time and place. And like it's a good day, you know, like Mm -hmm. your good day, bad day, good album, bad album kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like this one was me multiple different times driving from vancouver to portland to gresham like my little circuit that i do on like a blue sky day as the weather's cooling down it is a good driving record it's not southern weather it was northern weather for me pacific north pacific western weather but it just fit it really locked into my experience and brought me back to the experience of when i first heard this record and it, it was a driving record then and it was a driving record for me this time too and it just rocked and i vibed hard it was so fun cathartic emotive i was like leaning into aaron's vocal performances and really feeling them i was singing harmonies i was like you know air drumming on the on the steering wheel as i was zooming down the highway right. wishing that i was as good a drummer as he is yeah yeah but I, I was all too. vibe on this one. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I was all vibe on this one. And so it gets a big old nostalgia vibe bop from me. Ooh. Cool. All right. It's all vibe, but it, it's a good vibe. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not all even right. a bear bop. Like, that. it's a full it's nostalgia a, it's vibe bop. It's a full-on bop. Okay. I love that. I can it's dig heavy. that. Yeah. I can dig that. I love I love that idea of, like, the, like an album taking you to, the, to a time and place. Mm. So, Tanner, I want to know about you. Flop or bop, man. Where did this... Let's let's consult your two-by-fours. Um, excuse me, sir. It's cabinet-grade quarter-inch plywood. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Consult it's not, not two-by-four. Okay. I think I predicted a flop. You did. And I think that when I listened to this album many times uh, over the course of the week, it was just freaking fun. It was yes, like exactly. It was just and and maybe maybe it was the nostalgic memory lane because it, I I did get really into this album kind of right when I started playing music and so it was kind of like a maybe an exploration into 
a, a new thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I th- I predicted a flop, and it I'm pretty sure is a bop. <laughs> Ooh, nice. nice for oh, me, yeah. at least at least arc. right now, right, at least right. right now, because it was just fun. I I played it, and every song that came on, I was like, dang. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and I was, I'm with you, TJ. Like, I was like, I was like playing the drum fills on the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah, dude. You know, I was like singing harmony parts of in the chorus and just like, you know, I don't know. I guess what, what is a bop if not that? Exactly. Right. If you're exactly. Vibing. I love that. I'll yep. take it. Okay. I'm oh, going to go next. Very well put. It was. All right. Um, okay. I know. I just want to preface this by saying I do recognize that for the sake of entertainment, I was probably unnecessarily harsh on this record <laughs> throughout throughout this episode. What? You've never done uh, that before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I love the drama. I live for the drama, TJ. Mm-hmm. And the mayonnaise. And the mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. The he lives mayonnaise. for, especially for that. But... Kind of like I said, so I predicted a flop as well. And in part A, I said, I think that Say This Sooner and Southern Weather are real standouts. And the rest of the record, there's a lot of sameness. Mm. TJ, I think it was so weird. I think I, I just had the the exact opposite experience of you listening to this <laughs> record. Of maybe it just didn't hit me at a good time. Yeah, right. Uh, like, I think if I had waited until I had this drive over to to josh's house to listen to it like sun's out driving down the highway in east texas Mm -hmm. i i think i would have enjoyed it more overall you'd have been feeling it yeah i just wasn't feeling it there i i feel like you you could have made like an ep around this time and then Mm -hmm. maybe spend a little more time developing songs lyrically and musically i guess Mm -hmm. like i think as like the first solo record for a guy primarily known as a drummer, I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. But well, and for... I will add some context that this is, of course, between Under Oath writing and recording Define the Great Line in 2006 and Lost in the Sound of Separation in 2008. So like right. yeah, they're yeah. recording like mm-hmm. Under Oath is in their heyday at this time. So right, it's not like right, he has really right. probably a ton of time to just devote to like, I'm really going to build up these yeah. songs. Yeah. Like, no. I think he just had to like, I really got to, if I got, I got to do this now or never kind of thing. We should have I was going to say game. like, yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like these are the songs that maybe were like not going to make an Under Oath record. You know what I mean? Like he was like, sure right. that this kind of sound was never going to happen again for them and so he was i like, wonder i wonder if it almost would have benefited from uh, y- utilizing more of the music model that we have nowadays with just maybe kind of releasing singles and stuff mm-hmm. if if mm-hmm. the almost would have maybe hit differently right rather than like because then I, each have song... to, I have to get an album out is the yeah. only way to do this Rather than just be like, yeah, here's a couple singles every now and then. Right. Because each song but, would have had a chance to breathe and not feel so samey. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, be better. Because, written, yeah, even probably. if all the songs were the exact same, if I just heard them like a year apart, I'd be like, oh, okay, I remember this. This yeah. vibe is cool. That slaps. But yeah, hearing right. it all together, it just didn't didn't connect with me. So it's gonna be a but the highs were so high. It's gonna be a bear a bear flop. Ooh, for me so close yeah so close i know I hey know. way to stick to your guns bud 
Yeah, man. Proud no, of you. that's why I wanted. I know. I was. I did. There was. There. I did have a, a brief moment when Tanner said it was a bop. I was like, Damn, can I bop this so I can? Be <laughs> no. Well, that's Coming that's down to the that's, wire like that. That's funny because when I, when I was think like over this episode because I listened to this album a couple times today, and I was like, I was sure it was like full on one hundred percent bop. And then we talked about it and we kind of like broke stuff down and I'm like, maybe it isn't, but no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think in the end it was just fun. Yeah. Mm. That's mm-hmm. good. Yep. That's a good qualifier that. for a bop. All right. Beautiful producer, Josh. It Where comes is... down to this. It comes down... Mm. <laughs> it comes down to this. So, uh, listening to this record, I wasn't really surprised by anything. I went in and I got really everything that I was expecting it to because I'm still pretty familiar with this record. This isn't one that I like. It has been a while since I listened to it, I, I think. It's not one I throw on like in my usual rotation. So I expected a lot of sameness towards the back half of the record, which is kind of what I got. Uh, but like y'all, I just... Every song was a song I could sing along to and had fun with, and I wasn't thrown off guard like... If it was, if I didn't have the nostalgia for it, for sure, I probably would have been like, every song is the same on this, like other than the three big mm-hmm. kind of songs, like which is which is a bummer because I mean, Southern Weather and Say the Sooner are like huge songs, so it mm-hmm. seems like they just like if he just had maybe one more of that to that level, which I mean, amazing because it is, I think it's up there as a different kind of song. But if he had another like real big, strong, heavy, like hard hitting song like that, I think that would yeah. put this record in a different category. Mm. But he doesn't have that. So, I mean, all that was all that we talked about on this on this. I was not surprised by and I fully expected. So I am still going to bop it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It brings back a lot of fun memories for me. And it sure has a lot of songs that are kind of the same song over and over again. So it'd be nice to have a little bit more dynamics and changes. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to bring it to a flop for me. So bop yeah. it is. All right. Nice. Three bops like and a it. flop. There it is. That's what yeah. you should name this. That's what you should name your podcast. Oh, cool. Thanks. Three bops and thanks, a flop. Thanks to that advice. Super appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, on Uncle episode, Tanner. On episode 69. <laughs> uh, is it really? Yeah, it really is. I oh forgot to tell God. you that. <laughs> that, that would have changed I thought everything. we were going to make it through the whole episode. <laughs> this is 69, baby. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, so now... Uh, is there anything, I don't know, do you want to like plug cabinets or some shit? Talk about your cabinets, Tanner. <laughs> Talk about mayonnaise more, actually. <laughs> you know, mayonnaise is great in its sim- beautiful simplicity. Yeah, but that's, no, that's yeah. what I'm talking about, though. Is, <laughs> no, no, this is what I was talking oh about before gosh. with the album, is is actually like on an, like on an ingredient level, like on a molecular level, like mayonnaise is not simple. Like mayonnaise is incredibly complicated. It seems simple, but it's exactly. Not. Um, yeah. Wait, what's the question? What uh, yeah, like plug stuff? There's stuff you want people to check out. Yeah, do you want people oh. to follow you check stuff out? Well, um, I, I mean, I'm not on the, I'm not on social media or anything. Uh, so Good. I don't know how they would find me, but um, that's kind of the point. Uh, I'm unfindable. No, I, I, I play in a couple uh, folk folky group folky groups around austin one of them's called indian and the jones that's probably more of kind of like pop folky kind of stuff i play mandolin and sing in that group and then 
Uh, I play around uh, kind of North Austin, you know, Austin area out into the hill country with, I just started to like a little old time bluegrass duo group called the Cedar Choppers with my buddy. So nice. So yeah, so we kind of do that and, you know, I build cabinets and have if you're kids in the and... Austin area. Have Tanner build you a cabinet and go check out some bluegrass. Yeah. 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 Play yeah. Some Maybe he'll even he's build a cabinet. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's part of the set. Yeah, like yeah. on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We cut. We'll we'll play a song. We'll cut a couple dados. Yeah. We'll uh. You chop the cedar we'll, during the set. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. No. You know. I I I I play a lot. Play a lot out at the beer joints and stuff. And that's my kind of gig. You know. It's like you play. They give you a couple hundred bucks. They give you some free beer. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. What's your favorite age, that? but also eighty? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> So if you enjoyed this nonsense, uh, we have much more like it at patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. Also follow us. We are findable on social media. <laughs> yeah, we are at church jams now on everything. Uh, unless Twitter makes us uh, pay for it, which uh, will we'll be everywhere else. Um, of course, <laughs> may all your favorite bands stay together uh, from us here. The CJ and crew. Peace out. Peace out.